Hey. Hey, and welcome to episode 42 of The Lotus Effect, where, where the show's made up and content doesn't matter. Yeah, and, and the time start is arbitrary. That's right. And, uh, you know, I'm Phone Boy. So we finally met <laughs> the man whose shit doesn't stink. Yeah. And I'm Phoenix. Let me start this off by clearly stating that I'm better than everyone. Yeah, and apparently I'm not good at clips or something. I don't know. There's this. There's, there's you're not good at fucking scripts either. Yeah, look well, at, look at this over weed, here, everybody. <laughs> yeah, except for one problem. There's no weed on board. This there's is a problem. No, there's oh. no green goodness, despite the fact that that's what we're talking about today. And funny enough, this is also the first episode of our new interview show, which we've decided to title "In the Blossom" with Phoenix and Phone Boy. And uh, we're going to be bringing on guests and having chats with them, recording it, and releasing it as an episode on the Lotus Effect, as well as on the brand new website, intheblossom.com, that we procured. And, uh, you know, we, we thought it seemed really fitting that our first guests are the very people that are ultimately responsible for the Lotus Effect existing, uh, none other than the Wolfpack Leaders themselves, Dame DeLorean and Sir Spencer from Bowl oh. After Bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Bowl After Bowl guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, hey, at least they at least they know who Bowl After Bowl is because... Yeah, no I don't know, phone boy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You know, you know we, oh, we have no. a plan before we get into the oh, meat of this brother. shit. Exactly. <laughs> but before we get into the meat of this shit, there's probably video evidence of me saying that I have a huge crust on JCD, and uh, Phone Boy and I were talking about actually flying out when we know he's going to be at a meetup, so that, uh, you know, since Phone Boy got to, you know, get his dream come true of getting a hug from the pod father, I figure, you know, I can at least put my eyes on that sexy old fart. Uh-oh. They're trying to fuck with us. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and if you're not trying to flock with us, then, you know, this is a value for value show. So, of course, we love when you send us any kind of support back. Give us back the value we're giving to you. So, you know, stream us your Satoshis. And if you don't have a podcast that lets you do that, well, by God, get one. Go to nudepodcastapps.com and get yourself a nude podcast that lets you stream to this and Bowl After Bowl and all the other wonderful podcasts out there that you put in your ear holes every day. And of course, there's not only, you know, Satoshis, you can send us some of your Fiat Fun coupons, or you can listen live at lotuseffect.stream. You can troll along at lotuseffect.chat. And if you just can't get enough of this bullshit that we're spitting in the mic, you can also go to lotuseffect.show and listen to any episodes that we may have put out at any point in time since we started this adventure. Yeah, and uh, yeah, apparently we've got, we may have to we have to keep an eye on I'm going to I have to keep an eye on clean feed tonight since it seems to be uh, a little bit uh wonky. Uh, seems a little bit wonky and it may have died again. Hold on a minute. Let's try this. We're back. Oh wait a minute! I loaded it again. Hold on, one more time. I I screwed up. Uh, yeah, this is good. All right, it's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be a fu- yeah. It's gonna be a fun show. We already know how this is gonna go. So, yeah, it's it's gone to shit already. But you know the rule. Yeah, we don't want your shit. Please we don't send us your shit. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> and I want a non-gay explanation. <laughs> 
Okay, show of fucking hands. Who did not expect Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean to bring the bullshit tonight? <laughs> oh, my. No, I have to tell you, like, when we when we were getting the pre-stream warmed up, I was pissed. I was, like, in the worst fucking mood. I'm just like, fuck this shit. I don't want to do this tonight. And as soon as you guys started fucking with the clips, I'm like, all right, we're in. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm not drinking. I'm not smoking. And I worked all day. And I've been up since, like, five. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's been a day. Um, and uh, yeah, um, actually, so before we get into it, we'll just, just sort of go through the, we have it. We do, um, we, we would, if you have questions for Lauren and Spencer, uh, give us a call at 253-237-3321 and, uh, let, us, uh, and, and let us hear your, uh, uh, hear your questions. We'll, we'll, we'll play them on the air here uh, when they come in. That's um, right. And also, you know, anyone who, you know, knows, knows we know we do a show on Saturdays at 4 p.m. Central, and we have a great refire topic this week. Just to put it out there so you have plenty of time to call in on it, we want to know what is your favorite band. So again, you can call 253-237-3321 and tell us all about it. And uh, yeah, we'll play the calls for that on Saturday, uh, even if they come in now. And also, like Phone Boy said, get your questions for Lorian and Spencer in 253-237-3321. Operators are not standing by. Google transcription is to mangle your words. Yeah, well, that and uh, yeah. So here, let me say it, let me say it slower for the people in the back. Two, five, three, two, three, seven, three, three, two, one. So good. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I thought that was actually. Um, uh, yeah, that wasn't me I saying that, it. Yeah, I thought that was actually somebody breaking my ass for how fast I said it. But then I read the chat and realized my son's got your balls tonight. <laughs> oh my! And oh, Come on, everybody knows what it is. Call two five seven five three three five three seven two five five four five five four. Call now. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck's wrong? Why isn't the phone ringing yet? Exactly. <laughs> Come on, people. Exactly. <laughs> All did right. You, I, I got to know, phone boy. Did you did you get the clips of uh? That we were trying to fuck with yesterday. I have not gotten those yet. You did nothing. You're ah! fired. <laughs> you're fucking fired. You're so fired. I know I know we've got I know we've got a you're fired here because because we've used the clip. That's right. We've used the clip. It's like you're fired. Where where's Trump? You're fired. Get out of here. Where is yeah, it? Yeah, really. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You know what? We're gonna change that up. I'm gonna get the you didn't follow proto buddy, you're done. Yeah, clip. exactly. That's how you know you fucked up. That's right. <laughs> exactly. That's that. That's good enough. At, at this point, you're proto, buddy. You're done. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you know what? You're fired, bud. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for that. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, uh, they retarded. <laughs> okay, we're definitely going to have to back uh, yeah. uh, off behind the mic yeah. and get some of these yeah, clips exactly. because I love they're them. Fucking nuts. Yeah, all of, all oh. of us are fucking nuts. You fired off the fucking nuts. Yeah, I did. Beautiful. Because I did. All right. So, uh, all right. So we're having. We're. You we're know having, what, Sir Bemrose? Not a fucking ounce, dude. That's the problem. Yeah. I'm stone fucking sober because I worked Nashville today, yeah. and I've already locked horns with Uber because I got reprimanded for aggressive driving and road rage, and I responded back. And I should probably read. Yeah. What I responded back because it was actually quite appropriate. <laughs> they really pissed me off, and it's just not a good idea. Yeah. to yeah. piss off a phoenix. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We, we, had a, we had an episode titled "Fiery Phoenix." Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, and notice I haven't gotten a response back from support either. Yeah, exactly. So, because they said they received feedback from one of the riders expressing concerns with traffic maneuvers and some road rage uh, yeah, on a recent trip. Okay, I okay, I which is so, bullshit. Let's put it let's put it this way. I uh, there there are um you know, the, 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 certainly it can ha- certainly road rage happens. Yeah, but, but it, I can promise you. you yeah, but, but in I know, my but ear. I know you won't do it when it when it's. When but you a were in rate. my ear. Yeah, I didn't once no. road rage. Oh on no, that you trip. didn't. Trust me. Yeah, because I, mean, I know who the little prick, not so little fat bastard, was that called it in. So my response was simple. I was not having road rage, nor was I aggressively driving. I was attempting to pull out into traffic on a very busy roadway that requires a bit of momentum to cross those lanes and merge into traffic. I'm a commercial driver, and I've driven 18-wheel vehicles for over 14 years. I don't take kindly to being reprimanded for keeping my rider safe by using the horsepower in my car to prevent being collided with by oncoming traffic, unless this rider would have possibly liked his or her ride to be much longer as I wait until no traffic's coming in any direction for at least a mile. Yeah. So, and that was my response. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, some people, you know, some people, you know, um, yeah, they're just... Are just assholes. I'll say it out loud. Yeah, they're they're assholes. Yeah, China is asshole. China yeah. is asshole. Exactly. So right. we should probably actually, you know... <laughs> do the... Yeah, do our... Start, start I was, this I thing. was kind of waiting for Sir Bimrose in the chat to be like... So, how do you usually start these things? <laughs> oh, yeah. In- inevitably, he dropped the ball on that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. So, all right. Um, okay, just for, the, just for the record, how did we meet exactly? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> how did we meet exactly? I mean, I mean we met in... You know, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm talking about before we met in person. Right. Know? I'm okay. trying to remember. Um, it, it was sometime in chat, for sure. I yeah, mean... troll room. Of course. Control room stuff, and, uh, you know, the first time I heard your voice was definitely a Hog Story voicemail. Yeah, I was calling into Hog Story a lot last year. Um, it's a, uh, yeah, this, and, you know, so, but it, but yeah, I was doing that, and then I started, and then, then I got into you, bowl after bowl. You guessed it there. I'm yeah. pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, uh, I did. Oh, I did. I had a couple of great episodes. Yeah. That, that, the, the, the epic Carolyn rants that everybody's got clips from. Yeah, that was, that was a post show of a show I was on. Uh, it's fucking bullshit, man. Yeah, I, yeah I gotta, that, I gotta, wasn't that the night that uh, yeah. Sir 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 Sir, Sir C, C, Sitter Sitter had uh, shit blow up outside his house and yeah, he got taken out by the feds. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was it. The, the fucking <laughs> the hand you know, of fate. Yeah, exactly. The, the spooks come swooping in, and the next thing you know, phone boys pinch hit and. Yeah, I know, and then and then and then uh, and, and then uh, Sir Seat Sitter gets on after, and we end up uh, yeah we end up having a whole other show. It was great, um, but yeah, that's where you get all those great Carolyn clips is from that. So um, you come for me. Oh yeah, and I and I have to say, having been on you know listening to that, I mean hearing Carolyn like just open up like that, and because I don't know, she's more um, she she's usually she's usually not that uh, uh, passionate, I guess, is that you know the, the the way that she was passionate that evening. That was a magical evening. And I'm I am glad, even though we you know like 33 minutes of the recording got eaten by the CIA or somebody like that, because uh, uh, I probably got Some a little too close to something. Inter- uh- Agency, yeah, yeah uh, you know, I can neither confirm nor deny that my uh, that my handlers may have had something to do with that. I'm not sure, but <laughs> the, I think there's of, evidence. Yeah, so, so yeah, I mean, we're in the no agenda sphere. We've met, you know, that's and then you know, then obviously you guys were part of our love story, um, you know, in this whole process. It's uh, you know, uh, you know, we you know, we nude podcasts just like you guys do. Yeah, it's, uh, that's right, except yeah. for when phone boy fakes it, phones it in, and he's still wearing his fuck. In Jersey. Okay, you're okay. Let's not talk about. You know, you're not you know, naked you either. You want to see me naked? I have a reason I'm not naked. I know. So, 
Uh, well, I have a wait. reason I'm not naked either. It's called it's called the balls are playing tonight. No, <laughs> Although the balls they're kick- played past tense, and we whooped the shit out of balls. Yeah, there you, balls. There you go. That's right. So, um, okay. So, have you guys have you guys ever done a terror reading or had one done? And and how accurate was it actually? Uh, did you get? Did did you guys die? Did clean feed? I think I was going to before. I, okay, so uh, we might need to refresh this. I'm going to refresh. I'm going to refresh clean feed. Uh, reload because clean feed is is ass as usual. Alrighty, let's see. Uh, and do you, we're back. And we're, we're back. back. Okay, yeah. Clean feet. I don't know what clean the hell's happening is, with clean feet. He keeps telling me you're away. You're like, uh, you're like going away. I said, stay here. I know. I'm staying. I'm staying here. Me. I'm staying here. So I used to go through the same thing when I was. Using yeah, I know. Feet. This is this is all. This is unfortunately like I don't know what it is with clean feet. Uh, More like mean feet. Am I right? Yeah, right. exactly. So, all right. The question I asked before clean feet cut me off was: uh, If you guys ever had a terror reading done, and the, and how accurate was it? Oh, we read tarot every now and then. Yeah, for we had a couple decks here, and uh, uh, what kind of decks were they? Are they, are they are you guys doing Rider Waite? Are you doing um, Marseille? Or using one of the other uh, tarot? Got one called the Enchanted Tarot. Okay, oh, that's which is uh, one that Lorian bought me. Yes, and it was published in 1990, just like me. Oh, there you go. And um, fuck, I, I feel old. It's kind of cool because. The artwork on it is all like uh, 3D mixed media. It's like quilted stuff. So it's like fabric. Right. That is just, obviously it's photographs of that on a card, but that's where like the basis of all the art is. Oh, yeah. And so then there's like, oh, there's like three parts. I I wish I could remember exactly how they break it down. There's like the dream, the awakening, and the third thing. I don't know. But every card has like a... The dream is sort of a vivid visual type description of the art and its symbolic meaning tied into the card. And then the awakening is sort of like its implications or what it means. And then there's the third thing that I can't remember the clever name they gave it, but it's basically like a uh, a ritual that it suggests to like reinforce whatever the concept is, you know. So be like light a candle and say something or, you know, this or that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, yeah, the, the different imagery on the cards is interesting. I know when I switched from uh, using a Rider weight type deck to going to Marseille Tarot that, yeah, the imagery is completely different in, in some of the cards. And so it, 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 and it does change, you know, and, and also the, the, the way that they do the, uh, you know, the, or the, you know, the interpretations are in some cases a little different. And so, um, it took some adjustment to get to that, but I also, but I find it a little bit more flexible because it, because honestly, like the Marseille deck, I think goes back to the 1700s or earlier, and so it, it's that it, whereas Rider Waite is like the last 100 you know ish years, so it's, uh, but it, it's a little more kind of the, and, and and the the, it, the numerology is a little bit more consistent and stuff too. And, you know, we're all big numerology fans here, and uh, uh, no agenda, right? You know, we like we like our we like our numbers 33 and and so on. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah we we like money too. Um, <laughs> I like money. Yeah, there you okay. go. My tarot deck, uh, Spence got for me, is called the Deviant Moon deck, hmm. and it's got these crazy surreal images of like big moon faces and um, devils and demons. Everything's really like stretched out and thin. It kind of reminds me of like tombstones you'd find in New England. Oh, that's wicked awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. 
Yeah. And I totally get that reference being <laughs> being from oh, Connecticut. Yeah. I totally <laughs> get that. Yeah. So I have a question for you guys. Uh, have either one of you ever used alternative, you know, not pig pharma uh, healing methods? And if so, which ones and for what? Uh, so to help me fall asleep, uh, well, even a little bit, I usually beat off. That's a good alternative, uh, no, that's healing. like that. Actually, that's for serious. Like I've done the same thing, like all fucking around the side. Like, even though my kid's listening, I don't give a fuck. I know he beats <laughs> off too. Little bitch, he's 22. He can hear this shit. Yeah. Like if I can't sleep, yeah. Rubbing one out definitely yeah, helps you There's a natural sleep. remedy for just about everything, but, uh, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, and that's a, yeah, that is a, that's yeah, that that is a, that I I've definitely used that one myself. I, huh? s- I say that only about like 20 to 30% in jest. Yeah. Mostly it's a tip. Well, right. so uh, I uh, which which reminds me, so if you want to hear about masturbation, the next episode of the, of, <laughs> of the Lotus effect, effect on will, Saturday will be about masturbation. Uh, no shit. Nice. How did I know? Yeah. You know, yeah, well, you know the bo- uh, well, as I say, there's a I'll, I'll I don't have the clip yet of what I'm going to play to introduce it, but um but uh, yeah, the, this is it, it it's I've been waiting to play this clip, but I I've been it's it's fortunately it hasn't it's a topic that hasn't been uh uh picked on the menu, right? And well, this time it did get picked, so uh, Well, that's yeah. because we renamed it yeah exactly it's yeah. really obscene when you when you so look that's at like the, people are all like oh there's phoenix and foin by there uh jerking off on their stream and you're like <laughs> yeah. no 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 that's not till the saturday <laughs> yeah pretty right. much yeah <laughs> not, that's not, not till saturday yeah that, that sounds that sounds like a potential well considering title. the menu item uh that folks had to vote on uh masturbation's topic the item was boston cream pie so it was kind of obscene Ooh, <laughs> yeah, well, we have, you know, honestly, well, we it's had, obviously it's weed, too, to get back yes. to, uh, you know, your your natural medicine type stuff. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we're going to we're going to scratch on that. Yeah, actually, when, let's when we, we can, go ahead, we can go ahead and jump to that question. So, <laughs> well, yeah, we could actually. Yeah, this is. A, th- yeah, this is. We, I mean, we have the questions listed out. I mean, I read out some questions. So we have wow, some. You guys are all organized and shit. This is awesome. No, we're fucking old and we forget shit really easy. And then we'd be like, God damn it. I meant to ask them that. Yeah, there's a reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just actually we just recently started doing doing you know i don't want to say a script i mean kind of but it but it, it helps it's us a scaffolding it's scaffolding that helps us to make sure that we stay on target and on you know and on topic and, and yeah because if you've ever listened to our show you know more than like oh i don't know for 10 seconds you realize that we've got the attention span of goldfishes <laughs> hold on <laughs> to your tails we're going off the rails that's right exactly that's right that's what well uh, essentially that's what the lotus effect is it affects everyone differently and you know and, and, and sometimes it, yeah sometimes it's uh, the marijuana poisoning that makes us stupid right it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah either that or your liquor yeah so when are we smoking some weed all right well so tell us about the first time you ever smoked the whole year Ooh, you want to go first yes okay you, um, go, you should go first that's good because you i was with one. friends <laughs> and i was very curious but also a little nervous and um i had heard i i was diagnosed with tourette's when i was eight and the neurologist that i was taken to because i was twitching really bad like my teacher thought i was having a seizure i had like facial tics a neck twitch it started going to like my arms like an upper body twitch i was a mess by third grade uh and so i was taken to a neurologist and he had just moved to mass from california so he dropped some line about like, well, you know, if medical marijuana was an option out here, I would definitely recommend it because, you know, Tourette's, it's not life-threatening. There's nothing really wrong with you. You just have these tics you got to live with. 
And I was eight, but I took note of that. I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. And I asked my grandparents about it who took me to the appointment. And they just were like, oh, nothing. It's just just a mumbo jumbo. You know, like they didn't want to talk about it. Um, So then, you know, you start hearing about pot in school and whatever and from your friends. And so I, you know, finally got to a group of people that might know someone that could (laughs) get some. And uh, we're just hanging out, playing video games. And uh, you were still eight. No, I was not eight. Oh, that's cold. I was 13. Okay. <laughs> I was 13, and so I still pretty young, but uh, a bowl ends up getting passed around, and I was like, mind if I join in? And everyone was like, uh, please, you know, like, not peer pressure, it's just your turn. Um, so I hit it, and I started feeling fine, or what I now call feline fine, because I thought, I just started feeling really cat-like, and I started... <laughs> It's so stupid, but I started, like, purring and, like, cuddling up against my friends and, like, crawling across them and laying on their laps and stuff. And just so you turned like, into a really furry. sexual. <laughs> I was purring. I was purring. But there, there was no uh, no fur costume or anything. Don't worry. And my clothes stayed on. My clothes stayed on. But- Remind me next time we're in KC to get a... Uh- Dame Delorean so fucking stoned that she crawls all over us and purrs like a cat. I want, I want to, I want to experience this firsthand. It was like this was my first time I ever smoked weed. Thing only, you know. After that, right. I just was like, wow, this is great. Like, I feel good. It gets harder the longer you wait. And I oh my god, me. please tell me I saw that. Hmm. Oh my. Well, but yeah, that's uh, that's my uh, that's my first time story. Oh my! Okay, well, Sir Spencer, how about uh, how about yours? I always confuse people with drops of people that are on the show. I know. Yeah, <laughs> like did they say that just now, or is that a what the fuck is going on? The tongue is oh drunk. My uh, God, first I'm time. Let me gone. see. Gonzo. Uh oh. See Our shenanigans are high. cheeky and fun. She completely wrecked me with that one. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. The uh, first time, first time I ever smoked weed. I was like a senior in high school, right? And these two guys who I really didn't, like, we were on the swim team together, but we didn't do really much of that, of anything socially outside of that. And I had some other friends that did smoke, who uh, I would assumed would have been like the ones to get me high for the first time. But out of the blue, these guys were like, yeah, got some weed. Like, you want to smoke some weed with us? And I was like, yeah, I'll smoke some weed, I guess. Like... Um. Now I guess technically this is the second time. This is the first time I got high. That was the question, right? Oh shoot, was it? Yeah. Well, well it, it's kind of time. yeah. It's it's the kind first, of like the first time you smoked weed slash the first time you got high because I know the, me personally, the first time I ever smoked weed is not the first time I got high. Yeah, the first time I smoked weed, it didn't work actually, and it was like a more awkward situation. It was like I worked construction at the time, and. uh we were just on one lunch break. Uh, I used to wear this Pink Floyd hat that I was super proud of, and we'd always listen to like classic rock stations while we worked. And so then the construction dudes I worked with, like I was just 16 at the time. And so they're like old guys in their 30s and 40s uh, to me, you know, when I'm in high school, or they're like the older guys. Um, they're like dads and shit, and I'm just a high schooler. And so they just decided one day, like, oh, Spencer definitely smokes weed. You know, which I guess, I don't know, even before the time, like, it all lined up and made sense. So, in, in when you work in construction, especially when you're the kid, you don't really want to, like, let 
any sort of slip. You have to have this like machismo, right? You don't ever want to like admit to whatever or anything. So like I didn't say that I smoked weed, but I didn't deny it either. You know, I was just like, mm-hmm. I kind of shrugged it off of like, fuck, I don't smoke weed, whatever. And uh, so then one day we're going to lunch, getting a lunch break and we're driving into town. He was just going to drive through McDonald's to grab some lunch. And he was like, Spencer, come with me this time. I'm like, all right. And so then we get in the car and pull out of the job site. And he's like, here, hold on to this. And he hands me this bag of weed. I've never seen weed before in my life. And he's like, cut some up. And he gives me these, this fucking, uh, pair of these little scissors. And I've like, to this day, never seen anybody smoke weed like this before or since. He gives me this little pair of scissors and he's got some fucking brick weed and he's like, clip up some of the brick weed. Like, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, just clip it up in your hand. So I'm trying to clip this like Mexican brick weed up and like a little piece like flies out, you know, as I'm clipping it because it's so hard. And he's like, you're losing the weed. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I finally get some clipped out and he's got this little bullet. It's like a little metal uh, bullet with a rubber tip type of pipe where you can like unscrew a the cap. Almost. And, yeah, a bit like that. And so, jam the weed in there, hit it, I fuck, it like fucking destroyed me. I'm like coughing, I'm, tears are streaming out my face. I didn't really get a full hit. And then he's hitting it, chiefing it, and then he's handing it back to me. I'm like, I think I'm good, I think I'm good. And I, like, I never got stoned. I was way too fucking nervous about the whole thing. I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And he's like, there's like smoking weed with a girl. But he like kind of understood. He was like, oh, Jesus Christ, like this kid actually doesn't know anything about weed and i just gave it to him and now i feel so st- and again we lose clean feed hang on you guys we got to reload clean feed just a second here oh boy all righty here we go oops and we're and we're back we lost you for a second here so oh christ yeah his head was gone for a second yeah sorry about that where, where did i fall off of the earth uh, about 20 seconds back <laughs> 20 seconds uh, well no the last thing i remember him talking about was coughing his brains out no. yeah oh uh, yeah so uh basically i cu- i coughed my brains out i didn't get like he handed me the bowl for a second hit and uh i was like no i'm all right i'm all right like i didn't know what the fuck i was doing and at that point he kind of realized he was like oh it's like smoking weed with a girl but he kind of realized like oh shit this guy doesn't know what he's doing like he's probably never seen weed ever or anything and he never gave me shit about it, and he never, like, you know, said anything about it again. It was just, like, not touched, you know? We just, like, didn't talk about it. But when I actually got high for real the first time, this was with the swim team bros, who just out of the blue were just like, yeah, we got some weed, like, you want to come smoke? And I was like, sure, fuck, I'll try it out. And they had sort of similar stuff, I guess. Like, in my town, in high school, that's all that you could really find. Uh, there was like some dry ass middies that uh, we called crumble weed because it was just like super dry and it would just crumble when you, um, you know, ground it up in your fingers, and that was like the good stuff. And then everything else was just Mexican cartel brick. That's and, all the shit that I uh, I find like after a month or two, like forgetting I had it, you pick it up and it just crumble in your finger. You're like, oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah, we that was like the good stuff in our mind back then in high school. We didn't know shit. We didn't have any right. kind of exposure. It was just like small town. And like, you know, 2007, like weed wasn't really big then uh, in terms of the commercial operations and like really good indoor shit everywhere. Um, but yeah, like 
they had some tipped cigarillos, some Swisher Sweets tipped cigarillos, and they gave them to me. Like, I know what the fuck's going on with anything. And they're like, hey, will you roll these and pack these? So we, like, what I did was I, like, just rolled back and forth in my hands and, like, loosened up the tobacco in there and just, like, rolled it out of the tube and then just jammed it in like you would a cyclone or anything like that. Just jammed the weed into these two blunts. And we smoked these two blunts. And... We were just at a cul-de-sac out in the country. We called it the super secret spot, but it was just this place we used to go and park like at, the, at this fucking gravel road dead-end cul-de-sac that happened to be like right by the interstate. So like on the other side of this fence at the dead end is the interstate going by. And oh, damn, shit. it hit me and I'm just fucking so many things all at once like i thought i was kind of watching my own life as a movie all of a sudden uh i was like a little bit more removed from it i also just was like laughing just like a maniac and i started running around my car just as fast as i could in little laps just like seeing how fast i could just run around my car because it was parked there on the gravel road and then i just kind of like realized that like all the shit they said was just not correct you know like everything yeah. I'd been warned about was just oh, not like correct. about you know how dangerous it was and the, you know like, it's dangerous. Like you're, you're expecting you you're gonna take like one fucking toke and all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, that's not enough. I need some coke or something. Yeah, or just like I don't know all this stuff. I don't know, but when I first got high, I was like, this is something else. I you know what I mean? I I like knew it was something i had been like not really missing out on necessarily i can't really describe it i can't quite describe it but i knew i was in the right spot when yeah, i got like stoned you, for the you first didn't time feel like pot, you were doing something wrong necessarily i was like dude this is this is where i'm this is mentally like where i'm supposed to be you know and then we drove back to these guy uh one of the dude's house and i driving through town on the main fucking drag i i had to uh, make an effort to keep up to the speed limit, which in my little shitty town is 25 miles an hour. <laughs> and it was like, I felt like I was in a rocket ship flying down the road at like 23. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> that that kind of reminds me of uh super troopers where they're like, we're already pulled over. We can't pull it any yeah. further. <laughs> exactly. Dude. I was like, but I was like, all right. You know what I mean? I wasn't like, I wasn't nervous or wild, but I just had this adrenaline of like, Jesus Christ, we're flying. And I'm looking at the needle and it's like 23 and I'm like, oh shit, like people are going to think I'm fucking fucked up if I'm going like way under the speed limit of 25, you know? Right. Uh, I, I we completely back. relate. We drove back and we watched Grandma's Boy. I've nice. never actually seen that. Which is the first, yeah, like uh, the first stoner movie I ever I saw. Say, and I think that would be my first stoner movie too. That's a great one. I watched hey, you know it what? Like, that should be an F type for you guys. Is first the stoner first stoner yeah. movie you ever watched? That's not a bad idea. We'll add it to the Mark list. it down. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's, oh, talk, a, let's talk a little inside buttons. baseball for a second because this is actually something we're doing. So we uh, so we're both Apple Cult members, and we'll, we'll just we'll just say that. Um, uh, which yeah, I know that's disgusting, but w- one of the things we can do is we can actually share things. So we're using like the Reminders app to literally like so when we come when we're you know when we're like driving around and we when we say something clever, it's like you know a provisional show title, right? It's, it's literally you know so we write things down. Are we when we do our we come up with our refire 
topics or our show topics, the potential ones, right? We, or, uh, you know, and, and what menu item they map to, right? So we, we you know, this, it's a continual process and we're, you know, so we're kind of using that to collaborate. We just started using Google Docs for our, for our uh, you know, for our scaffolding slash script that we use for the, for the shows. Uh, so Yeah, and I mean, we often say that our, you know, our life is a show because literally we'll be laying in bed what we call pillow talk where we're just stoned out of our minds just having a conversation and we're going to actually get a recorder for when we have our smoke sessions on the balcony but like there's so many times when we'll just be laying in bed and we'll say something that's hilarious or you know whatever and it's like you know quick i gotta grab my phone and you know jot it down terrible yeah yeah we're always thinking we're always thinking about show content it's this is this is a you know Mm -hmm. potential show content it's it's a problem when you have uh you know a couple of different shows and you know the going on and like every other no agenda producer we speak in clips that's true yeah so uh, yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah the the, the clip monster is 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 a a thing yeah it's it's, but it's also nice too because if you have a lot of people around you who are not no agenda producers which we often do in normal life you can have your own secret conversation where people look at you like you've lost your mind and it's like well you matter not announced to me because i don't know who you are so you know look funny at me all you want but you know i'm having a uh a conversation over here yeah exactly um that's so hilarious because I, hear... I have a folder uh, called Pillow Talk with some already yeah. <laughs> in it that we've just never done anything with. But That's exactly what we did, though. You know, it's like we'd smoke, we'd lay in bed, we'd turn the phone recorder on. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there is some gold that comes out of your mouth when you're just laying in bed baked, staring at like a spot <clears throat> on the ceiling or something. Oh yes, the yeah, uh, the clit monster. Yeah, the cheese. That, that, sh- I, I think, I think, I think. Yeah, I think there's going to be another uh, censorship by the by Apple if we pick if we pick clit monster. Apple <laughs> that, hates us uh, the anyway. clit the clit monster is for the Saturday show, Sir Bemrose. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. In, in, oh well, now we're not going to tell them about the new after party thing on this show. We're not going to yeah, drop exactly. spoilers. But I do want to hear about uh, the first time Lorian actually fully got stoned. Uh, so I think that the, my feline fine thing would definitely be like the full stony effect. And I was thinking about that when Spence goes, oh yeah, the first time we got stoned or the first time we smoked weed. Cause I did have a birthday where, you know, I had told all my friends about, I think that this, I think that marijuana could help me stop twitching and stuff. And my friends are like, Hey, what, you gotta try it, right? Like <laughs> makes sense to me. I'm not going to judge you for it. And so I had a friend who, uh, well, I spent a lot of time at a thrift store, and there was a college kid there <laughs> that I befriended while I was in middle school. And uh, for my birthday, he was like, you want to go for a drive and, like, smoke some weed? And I was like, okay. And we did. And I don't think I got stoned at all there. I was just thinking back on it. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I remember that. The blunt. It was just awkward. I remember coughing a lot, and I thought I was going to pee my pants. Mm-hmm. I coughed so hard, and then I was kind of <laughs> nervous too. You know, I was like, eh, "I look like a chump." <laughs> I but, can, yeah, I can definitely relate to to that. But yeah, then just like that uh, with my friends, where I was comfortable, just like my guard totally down. You know, we're in a basement. There's video games on the TV, uh, and I just got like wild. It was it was fun. That sounds awesome. Yeah, very sexual, though. Like, it brought out, like, a sexual monster inside of me. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, though. That sounds really good. I don't, um, I don't, well, I don't feel so bad that smoking weed makes me randy. 
you know. Oh, hell yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm not alone in that because, I mean, let's just face yeah, it. Yeah, I, some... I can attest to this. Shut up, phone boy. It's so <laughs> overtly it. sexual. Right. It's definitely a libido enhancer. It is. She's and a whore. I'm, I am a whore. I'm, I'm a horrible whore. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a dirty whore, too. <laughs> but irrelevant to the fact, I'm glad I'm not the only one who gets that same effect from the weed. Because I was kind of thinking for a while, like, is there, is there just, like, every strain that makes you horny? Or is it just a specific one? I've been trying to isolate this for the longest time. And now I know it's, no, it's just a, it's just a side effect of the marijuana poisoning. That's right. Yep. It's a side effect. <laughs> it's one of those side effects I can live with. I don't know about you. Yeah, that's a good one. It's helpful. So it's it's funny because, like, the first time I ever smoked weed, again, you know, I didn't get high either. It was my ex-husband, my oldest son's father, his best friend, and some other chick. I think she was, like, a neighbor or some shit. And we were all in our apartment on the first floor, and somebody had a J. And, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a pin joint, but it also wasn't, like, you know, a King Kong's finger, like, eye roll and shit. And we were all passing it around and everything. <clears throat> and I took a couple hits. And, of course, you know, I had the same indoctrination y'all had where, oh, drugs are bad and, you know, marijuana's the devil's, you know, lettuce and blah. So, you know, I was kind of like... Does that mean it's good for you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a vegetable. Or, you know, as our provisional show title says, it's a fucking weed. So... <laughs> It didn't do anything for me. And, of course, somehow the cops got called. Fuck me if I know how. So, of course, I'm the one who's not stoned. So it's like, oh, you go out and talk to the cop. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So it was just, it was fucking stupid. But the first time I actually got bona fide fucked up. I think I told this story when we were uh, in the bowl, The when we came through KC, was uh, at a hotel party. And I, I actually recounted this story to one of my passengers today on a ride to Nashville that the first time I smoked, like, I thought my arms were magnetized to the table of the hotel room. And, like, I watched a roach crawl across the wall and literally questioned whether it really happened or not. And I can just remember drinking this bottle of Pepsi and thinking that it was the best damn Pepsi I'd ever had. <laughs> and this and this uh, meatball sub from Firehouse Subs, I would have sworn that thing was 20 foot long because like, I just kept eating it and it just kept being the same size. I was so baked. Oh my wow. God. I, was, I am really high. Yeah, I was, I, I was hella fucking baked, no doubt. And since then, of course, you know, I, I have to tell this story, though, because, of course, you know, uh, Phone Boy is, is probably um, gone after some more liquor because that's what he does. <laughs> I stole his half bottle of wine, so he had to go find a replacement for it. But it's funny because um, my son is in the chat and actually told the, a little snippet of the first time that he ever smoked was when his friend hit him up one night. And that he was working and he lied to my ex about uh, having to work over. And he was actually going to meet up with his friend to smoke oh. this like little fucking tiny blunt that he said nice. he didn't even get high. The first time, you know, first time he actually got high is a whole nother experience, he says. So I'll have to uh, I'll have to check in with him on that. But I can remember it's really funny because it's like Christmas, like probably three, three, four years ago ish. And. My dealer had moved to Colorado. 
So I'm dry at that point. And I looked at both my kids who, during their high school years, thought it was funny to taunt me, even though they didn't know I smoked. And they were all like, oh, you know, we got the hookup. If you ever need anything, Ma, blah, 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 blah. So I looked at them. I'm like, all right, guys. I'm like, first one that finds Mom some green gets a little bit. And my oldest was like, are you serious? I'm like, you're wasting time. <laughs> you never saw two kids fly their fingers across a text message board in all your life. Oh, bro, if it was my mom saying that shit, bro, that'd be a different story. Yeah, they I'd were. I'd be like popping the trunk, I'd be getting the scale, I'd be like, well, what you want, mama? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, now I know my oldest son could do that because, you know, he's he's got a solid plug. But my youngest kid's got to gotta behave because, you know. Unfortunately, some shit went down, and uh, he got an extra piece of jewelry, if you know what I'm saying, for a couple of couple of minutes, so he's got to behave. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking Jerry Springer bullshit. Oh, shit. That's all I'm saying. Uh-oh. But yeah, the, that, was, that was a lit-ass Christmas. I think my youngest, actually, the one that's in the chat, I think he actually won, and he was the one who found the plug quickest, and... I rolled, uh, my ex rolled both of them a pin joint for their efforts, because he's a dickhead like that. I would have rolled him at least something, you know, that could have gotten him there. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, there's there's some first times. Phone boy, talk about your f- first time ever getting completely fried. Uh, that would be at the age of six by my mother. Nice. I keep forgetting. Yeah. I remember the this. Fact I remember this. Yeah. So individual. now, okay. So yeah, the first time I yeah. So yeah, both of. I, I mean, I joke that my parents were drunk stoned hippies. That's actually not too far from the truth. I mean, seriously, because they were. Um, yeah. You're kind of downplaying it when you say that, aren't you? I mean, well, maybe, but uh, yeah, but I mean, but the okay, the, the, the way I and now I also had there was another adult in my life, and it happened to be the, um, you know the so the the new husband of my stepmother at the, at the you know f- from back then uh, also had gotten me high now that was at the age of 7 so um needless to say i did not um yeah i mean i you know i was certainly i certainly grew up around it i mean my i mean i also remember at the age of 18 having a you know smoking a j with my mom right and, you know at the right around my birthday so um that's a but uh, actually that's a good question have either one of you ever smoked with like a parent or a family member uh yeah, I smoke. I'm trying to remember if I've actually specifically smoked with my mom, but I don't think so. But I have smoked with my dad a couple times. Yeah, my uh, yeah, I don't, I didn't ever smoke with my dad. Um, now my dad and my dad, you know, both of my parents have passed away, which is you know, one of the reasons I don't have an issue saying they were both drunk stoned hippies. Um, because yeah, it, I mean, but I mean, they were. I mean, my actually al- alcohol probably killed my mom. My dad, you know, smoked. He he also smoked cigarettes. So you know, forty four years and you know, not taking care of yourself. Yeah, that's what that's what happens. But um, but yeah, I think that's a. Yeah, and and so and and honestly, like as an adult, like I mean, I, I I've always been pro four twenty, even though like I never actually smoked it myself because look, I've seen my parents; they uh, I much prefer them uh, stoned to drunk any day of the week, twice on Sunday. Yeah. So 
Uh, I, so I know that, like, look, I mean, if, if marijuana was going to do anything bad, right, I would have seen it in my parents. And, nah, you know, they were, I mean, the alcohol fucked them up for sure, but, you know, they were, they were, uh, they were definitely, uh, it's, you know, that, so, so I, I grew up with a healthy sort of, you know, respect for what it was, although I didn't do it because, yeah, I honestly, like, and I, I, I describe this, I really just didn't feel comfortable being in that state of mind around a bunch of people that I frankly didn't trust. Right. So, um, you know, when it got, you know, when we were, so like the end of last year, when like, I couldn't sleep my, you know, cause my home life was just terrible. Right. I mean, it was, I was, you know, I know I wasn't, it's funny cause I wasn't, you know, cause back then I wasn't really talking about what was going on. I didn't really want to, didn't really want to talk publicly yeah. about it until, yeah. you know, and then, and then it kind of all went pear shaped and, and, but during the, during like the last part of, you know, last year i was actually i was trying to just to do it not for not to get high but just so that i could sleep because i was having trouble sleeping and you know because and but it, and it really you know that didn't even help i mean the reality the, the problem was much bigger than you know than marijuana could solve uh but uh but ultimately yeah you know now like okay i'm in a safe environment i f- it's it's a you know i enjoy it i you know and and you know and and honestly like you know you know the fact that i mean even if you can't get the legal you know, even if you can't get it legally where you are, you know, even the stuff that they have in, you know, the vape shops and stuff, it's not, I mean, it's obviously not as strong as the really, really good stuff, but yeah, yeah, you get something with it and, and it's, and it's, uh, you know, and, and I'm, you know, I wish they'd just fucking legalize it already. I mean, you know, yeah, that, that, which is, which is actually a question I think we, we, we talk about a little bit later is, you know, kind of, uh, but, uh, so I've I've always I've been pro that and you know and again you got to be you know it's it's like anything else Every, everybody's got a different reaction to different things uh, I got no issue with it uh, and you know the worst it's going to do is slow you down a little bit it's not going to you know un, you know it, you're not going to uh, the worst you'll do is pass out I guess right yeah. and it's nice when phone boy slows down because he runs at a hundred miles an hour like, oh yeah uh, behind he's a the quick light. man he's a quick man he really is so yeah. like when i when he gets stoned it's so nice because i can watch the gears just you know just slow down and he can catch an actual thought and not like try relax you know? yeah, yeah it's well except i, except I lose man. my thoughts that's the other problem that's all right you'll get them some other time and you don't need exactly. them all you know Exactly. So, I yeah, and so you know now that I'm feeling good, right? And I and I'm All not right. and I'm not uh, in a you know not in a constant state of fear about like how this stuff will and and honestly like my my not soon enough x in the uh in the, you know because there, there's there's lots of uh you know statements that get filed back and forth in the various the various things that, that are happening in the divorce which will which won't uh, uh thank you it's funny because she wrote statements saying yeah he's using marijuana products it's like well okay first of all in washington state it's fucking legal <laughs> So easy who cares if I'm easy. using marijuana? We've already that, that's yeah. not, you know what's you know what's the point in bringing that up? And second of all, like you know who cares, right? It's like the you know the, if of all of the of all of the you know all the things you could do, like you know smoke, you know, and hell, like not only that, I know you know like our kid. My my twenty one year old. I know he does edibles. We talked about it. I mean, in fact, my wife tried to get him. You know, my not soon enough ex tried to get him. St- you know, tried to go. You know, get him stoned on his birthday. Well, the problem is, is that or, or on his twenty first birthday last year. And the problem is, is that yeah. Well, that that hadn't been like the hottest day of the year. Like, nice. or the, actually, the hottest day period. It was because it was like one hundred and ten in, in in the PN Dub, which is just crazy. I remember that? Yeah, yeah, that doesn't happen over there. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, our air conditioning wasn't keeping up. It was it was terrible. But yes. Yeah, 
so he didn't really want to go out and but yeah so but he discovered with his friends that you know that okay edibles work better for him because he doesn't like smoking I, i'm personally a fan of if i'm going to cons- i mean i although we found some good there's some good delta nine gummies here at actually at a at a, at a shop in cookville that we uh, um that we, we've been to a couple times and you take a couple of those and about two hours later you're feeling real good <laughs> it's, it's real nice um, it's it's a nice addition to the mix because, of course, you know, with it not being legal here, it means I have to use other channels that may not exactly be on the uh, <clears throat> right yeah. side of the law. So to make my buck go further, I actually take some high-quality uh, flour from the stuff that they sell, the Delta 9 or... Oh, or yeah, del- there, there's so many of the Delta Pedo, we- whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll I'll grind Nine like is a regular one in one. Right, that's what I thought. Yeah. The, Nine yeah, is just plain weed. That's what that's what I said. So when it said Delta Nine on it, I kind of gave him a sideways look, like mm, that's fucking real deal. What's the deal with that? But hey, you know, you don't question <clears throat> when the universe sends you a gift. So exactly, that's yeah. right. And yeah, that and yeah, that's that place in Cookville. You know, it's, oh, it's, it's a, lit. You know, it was funny because we were. And, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll tell a story of that, because it was funny, because for some reason you suggested to go to the Japanese restaurant next okay, door. Okay, the reason I suggested it was because it was a, a suggestion that was given to me by the guy who was training me in that bullshit dump truck job that I was doing. And it just happened that we happened to be there at the time, so it was like, well, when in Rome, let's check this out. This, again, you know, we talk about the universe directing us. Well, that's what happened. Yeah, exactly. And, the, the, and yeah, and that's, and, and yeah, so we, so... She ended up not eating anything, and I, I and I had some sushi. I don't, and I don't, sushi. I don't norm, I these days I don't eat a lot of sushi because because it, it's high in you know, it's it's uh, you know it's carbs and uh, you know I mean I, mm. I love sushi though but um so but yeah, anyway we, I came out like and I realized that the vape shop was next day. door I'm like what the fuck let's go to the, let's go to the, we walked in they were like it was like Shangri La right and. You know, they're like, okay, you know, we so we picked up some, you know, picked up some gummies. I actually got some clove cigarettes, which I've been uh, enjoying myself. I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't smoke a lot of tobacco generally, or haven't been, because yeah, I watched my dad die from from cigarettes, so I, I don't really want to. I didn't really want to pick up that habit, but I've always kind of liked clove cigarettes, and now that I kind of know how to you know they they got them it's like yeah you know you go out and yeah, go out and smoke one on the balcony i go you know go work out you know go work in the afternoon you know go sitting with my laptop on the on the balcony and you know just uh just to just enjoy a little uh you know a little of a uh, little goodness of that and it's you know and obviously it's has a different it doesn't have the same effect that uh, smoking the the holy herb does but it yeah it it, it tastes what, nice uh, and i enjoy it you know what kind of cloves do you smoke they're well, digerum yeah digerum yeah yeah, yeah. That's yeah, good. they're the best kind. Like, yeah. and it's funny because like I smoked clothes back in the day and didn't know that he did till we were talking one day and we were talking about him. And I think I might have even had like a pack of them or something. And you were like, "Oh, cloves." Yeah, um, I, used to smoke I, I, I mean, I had it. Yeah, so so yeah, I when had I a manage the bar. I smoked clothes, and and the manager there always smoked charm specials, and he would smoke like a fucking quarter of them and throw them on the goddamn floor every time. That's a waste. Yeah. That's what I said. So, like, I used to walk around and smoke the other three quarters of his fucking bullshit, man. Like, Hell yeah. I was, I was like, when I started doing it, I was like only like 18 or 19, you know what I mean? Like, fucking broke, dumbass college kid. I didn't even work there at the time. I was like, fuck, you can't just be pitching these jarms. And then I had, when I actually started buying them, because I wasn't like a bum anymore, uh, smoking off the fucking bar floor, uh, I would get I would get Jarum Blacks because he always smoked the Jarum Specials, and it's like I didn't want to. 
you know, be like fucking <laughs> steal hey, his style. Yeah, be the only you know. The blacks oh, you're are what to, I've got. Oh, you're trying yeah. to like what what homeboy jars. smokes, and the blacks are what I've got. Yeah, the good yeah. Once blacks. you go That's black, you never go back. Blacks. Well, I did God go back once I left the bar and can make my own decision uh, without feeling self conscious. I went back. I went back to the specials, man. I love the specials. That's awesome. Yeah, and, uh, my favorite regular cigarette. If you ever get a chance to try Dunhills for a fantastic <laughs> smoke, uh, I love those shits. Yeah. So um, I, I wor- so I worked for a guy once that had, uh, and, and this was this was actually one of, uh, among my first contracting jobs uh, back in '96. I was working for this guy. Uh, um, who who on the radio went by the name Scott Free, which is a, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, we, I did a radio show with this guy at, at some point. Uh, he's an interest, he's an interesting fellow, and we and, and he and I remember it's like my first experience with PHP or whatever. But he'd go out and smoke it, you know, uh, smoke American spirits, and I would, you know, and I and and I can have a regular cigarette. I don't really do more than one because it just kind of makes me nauseous. And, I, and there's a, you know, again, I have this, uh, I, again, I watched my parents, uh, you know, my dad smoked two packs a day for 40 something years and, and, and die of brain cancer. So yeah, I, I don't really want to, uh, I don't want to have that habit. It's also a very expensive habit these days. I mean, two pa- you know, two packs a day is what, $10 a day now, or actually it's more than that. It's now. more it? than that. Yeah. It's more like $20 a day. That's now. a lot though. Two packs a day. Yeah. That's what he was smoking though. The, so the first time that's I ever wild, saw wild man. The first time I ever saw Homeboy take a drag of a cigarette was at the South Carolina meetup, the Lovapalooza Lowland that we went to because I had <clears throat> bought a pack of Marlboro Ultralights. Because when I get nervous, you know, I, I like to have a cigarette or three or <clears throat> more. And I had one lit up and I I was just shaking like a fucking leaf. Oh, yeah. This is, yeah. We, we, there was, there were, you know, I'm like, okay, there's some stuff in the car. You know, there's some of the green stuff in the yeah, car. Yeah, he reminded me we had vapes from Colorado. So I went and grabbed one and was like, you know, toke, toke, pass. And, you know, I had a couple of NA producers that I toked with, not the least of which was, you yeah. know, and, and, and by Pod the way, Pod I'm himself. the one who said, you realize we have a J in the car that we can, and, and yes, we can we give know. it, we can you give it to the, the one Podfather. who was responsible for the fact we ultimately gave a J to the Podfather, and now I live in infamy as the girl who gave the Podfather J. Yeah, and you know, and, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he says to me like, "Yeah, she's a keeper." Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so we, we've officially been blessed by the so Podfather. So that joint dog. <laughs> oh yeah, he enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, oh yeah, we we watched we watched him uh, light that shit up, and I'm and pretty it's... sure it was some um, chem dog and something else because I fucking love chem dog. Yeah, I don't, a good one. Yeah, that was one, that was one of the one. Yeah, you got that in Colorado, I think, right? Or was oh, that yes. a, or was that a Washington one? You know what? That might have. Ben? Sure, you're asking me to remember where the fuck <laughs> I got weed. Are you joking yeah, man, me right now? What kind of like weed is that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We gave, we gave the Podfather a J. I, I don't mean, know. It didn't have a state fucking stamp. <laughs> yeah, we we gave the Podfather a J. I mean, that's that, right. you know, I mean, that's I, I mean, I, I honestly, like that's the best gift I think you can give uh, give the Podfather is a J. Uh, that's right. You know. Nothing says loving like you know getting somebody baked. That's right. Yeah. Well, and, and, yeah. That's. It, I, I got to say. Uh, Thank you, bitch. He, he did actually. Yeah. I, I mean, 
yeah, and, and you know, and, and he 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 was amazing. So was so was the keeper. I oh mean, seriously, God, yes. like that. That's yeah. She she is definitely as uh, you know as beautiful as she looks in the pictures. That's just yes, not, she is. Yeah. Oh my God, and she, her personality matches her her physical. Beauty. Yeah, She's I mean, an all around gem. Yeah, I mean, seriously, like you know, and, and of course, having listened to No Agenda for a long time and been through the other two uh, the the other two uh, spouses that he had, like that. I don't know. Yeah, just. Yeah, it's funny because I feel well, like three's the magic number, you know. Well, well, three's the magic number, and, and seriously, like, you know, I look at I look at the relationship that Phoenix and I have, and I kind of and I kind of compare it to Curry and the Keeper. It's just you know, at least as far as the you know the, I mean, obviously there's a, there's a bit of uh, you know when you're when you're on the mic, uh, you know, podcasting, there's 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 a little bit of showmanship going on, but ultimately I think you can you can feel the you know the love that they have when you listen to to them on the you know on the mic. Yeah, um, there's times I need a cigarette after listening to one of their shows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there that that honestly, yeah, I love uh I love their relationship and I, and I figure, you know, if, if if ours is as good if if ours is as good as theirs or, you know, even, you know, close to theirs, then, you know, I think we've I feel like we've uh, you know, we've hit the fucking lottery. I mean, seriously, well, like I think really the key to it all that um everyone has to just like not negotiate upon it's like you got to be allies you got to be in a partnership if you're with somebody and there's so many people i've met who fall into like with these relationships where they're not an ally where they're having to constantly like either lie or beg or cheat around like what the other person wants you know yeah it's like just to when get you their get own into... way and it's like why are you even with like a person like this though you got to be on the same team and like there's so many people that aren't and get find themselves like into those in that position. I think that's what you guys like found that lock. You were talking about uh Adam and Tina, they found that lock. It's like there's two like friends, lovers, but also allies. Exactly. Which is the part that people like it's just so many people miss that part, you know. That's the most important part. You will go after the looks or people's money or uh, some people just are like, oh, these, this is the person that pays attention to me, you know? And they don't really yeah. care about the other stuff. They're like, oh, this is, this is who I have right now. Yeah, and it's ridiculous that, you know, it, people are like that. I mean, I think one of the big things for a successful relationship <clears throat> is that a lot of people, when they start off in a relationship, they want to put their best foot forward. It's like they're on their best behavior, essentially. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's not, I mean, that's why one of the, one of the things that Phone Boy and I were most adamant about when we got into our relationship was we're absolutely honest no matter what. Like, we don't set out to hurt each other. We've never had a fight. We've never had an argument in the eight months we've been together. Um, I mean, we don't always agree you on You guys everything. argue all the time on the show. I've heard it a hundred times. That is, times. that is for show. <laughs> that is, that is not actually us. We are, we are playfully <laughs> bantering when, when we're behind the mic. We don't actually fight and argue. We, you know, if there's an issue, we bring it to the foreground and we we deal with it. And that's the way, you know, you have to have that communication for your relationship to be successful no matter what. Because when you stop communicating, you know, other things in the relationship die as well. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you know, seriously, like, uh, you know, one of the things that made my life, um, I don't don't know. It's, yeah, that's... 
it, it's kind of it's kind of funny now because now that I know what my um, now well now that I know what my not soon enough X is right. Um, it, it's it, it's it's kind of funny they tell you to to, to basically run away and, and and not talk to them and, and and honestly we hadn't been talking for a long time and and having any sort of a conversation you know whether it, it got to the point where just even discussing like. You know, I don't know the weather or or something that you know something that's not even controversial was just so difficult that it, it's like okay we just ended up uh, you know that that that's you know then that's just kind of how it happened right there was, there was no you know and there there was no discussing anything about anything uh, you know and unfortunately you know when I did what I did uh, it uh, it actually uh, caused some issues and. Um, you know, but but it was but you know there there was no discussion about it, and, and this is there's just we just never have had you know that, that we, and I can't remember the last time we had a real conversation. I think it was you know, the last uh, the very last one was November that where we can we kind of had a conversation, but ultimately it was just not it was yeah, and and, and that's in you know and look we both have uh, some insecurities right in our uh, because because of uh, you know what what we both endured in our in our in our separate relationships and our separate situations. Uh, we you know, we both have some insecurities, and so sometimes we have to have those conversations and say, "Hey, look, this is this is how I'm feeling about something." And and sometimes it, conversations are uncomfortable. I mean, just in normal relationships, not even like relationships like ours where we were, you know, married to narcissists for a whole lot of years. You know, every relationship is going to have similar difficulties, no matter if it's you know money, kids, whatever. You know, there's always going to be something that needs to be talked about and and worked on. And the one thing I can say so far in the eight months that we've been together is that it's effortless. We don't really have to put a lot of effort into our relationship. It just works. Yeah, and that's that's the amazing thing is is honestly like it, it's and we'll, we'll sit I'll sit there you know we're we're laying in bed doing you know having our conversations and all and and even sometimes like in the middle of sex we'll just break out laughing over something. Oh randomly. my god, yes, yes, especially like Lorian was talking about when you're stoned, like there we I took a laughing fit the other night. And he's literally just looking at me like, what in the hell? And I mean, for a guy, I mean, I'm sure Sir Spencer can speak to the effect. If, you're, if your wife or your girlfriend is, you know, laughing hysterically while you're trying to be intimate, it's, um, yeah, Captain Happy's going to be like, fuck this, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, there, so I mean, so, and then it, you've got to try to explain. I'm like, no, I swear, hon, it wasn't you. Yeah. I had this stupid thought. Yeah, and it's or or I or I'm just fucking high, right? It's just a whole other thing. But. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm gonna. I, so yeah, we need to steer this fucking train back onto uh, the tracks. Okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and ask a dear. I'm, since we since we went to this direction, I'm gonna ask this question. So how did how did you know that when you guys met that you know or yeah you know, when, when did you guys ex, uh, you know come to the realization that the other was the one, right? However you define that. Um, you know, so I'm curious how how when when did you guys figure out that you guys you you were each other's uh, twin flame soulmate whatever phrase you want to use. My silly answer is when Spence took a cup lid and filled it with ketchup. I was so impressed. <laughs> I was like, this makes nothing but sense. Why did I think of this? That's the amount of ketchup I need. Uh, but my serious answer is actually similar to what you guys were just talking about when everything was effortless. When it was like, hey, I want to be with you, and you want to be with me, and there's no head games, there's no riddles, there's no cryptic 
no answer, you know, like a lot of words, but no content coming out. If I ask a question, like a serious question, like, well, do you want kids in the future? You know, it was just straightforward answers and we just had a good time and everything was pretty effortless. Oh, that's so sweet. And that was a first for me. I was, uh, I was used to head games and manipulation and all that kind of shit. <laughs> Heard that. How long did you guys date before you proposed, Sir Spencer? Hmm. I want to say like five years. Is that right? Wow. Probably. Yeah. I, we like took vows that weren't official, like let's get married vows. Like right. I feel like that was a lot sooner. Yeah. Where we're like, you in this forever? Yeah. <laughs> How long have you guys been together? It'll be 11 years uh, this month. Yep. Wow, that is so Wow, muzzle tough, kids. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I mean, it, it's this is you know for us. I mean, I think we we've used the phrase. You know, this, we're we're basically starting over. I didn't realize it. Yeah. For, you know, forty eight, forty nine years old. I'd be like, you know, restarting my life. But yeah, and you know, and so all of those things I didn't get to do, and all the things she didn't get to do when when you know when we were younger. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and and I and it's funny. I, okay, I remember when we when 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 Phoenix and I were first uh, chatting privately. Um, you know, there's just some, there's just certain things that I'm trying to remember where I was going with this. I think this is, this is I'm not even stoned. I can't even compl- I can't even blame the weed on this shit. That's the problem right there. That is the problem. That's the problem. He's trying. He's, he's, he's got one of his uh, Delta. Um, <laughs> I took Delta my time things. on uh, yeah. Fatty J for like almost this whole time. Yeah. Uh, nice. Well, unfortunately, we can't smoke inside our condo, so we actually have to go out onto the balcony in order to toke. That's the only like reason. Do Tube. Little packs or something like a like a vape. Oh yeah, it makes it smell like popcorn. That. Yeah, that, well, we that's, do that the- that's what we've got. Is uh, we've got some um, Delta O. Um, yeah. Vapes. Yeah, I, I I love this. Ones. I still can't find this. What 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 was this like? Orange cream it's or something? Like orange. Yeah. Pop or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's yeah. been nursing this vape for like literally weeks yeah and, and unfortunately or, or the evolve uh, you know, smoke shop it has not uh, gotten these back in so um you know it's it's a shame so i haven't been able to go get another one because because i i just like the taste of it. it it's it's weird by itself it's probably not enough to get me there but if i but if i'm already there it kind of keeps me there it's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. yeah and there's an amazing one uh from medusa that's the brand it's called cereal milk and it tastes just freaking like the milk out of like tricks Huh. Wild. Tricks are for kids. It's amazing. Um, Shit, for... Well, with, with Lorian, man... I'm Because I'm, I'm thinking back and kind of picking over, like, the history of... When was it really that you knew, you know? <laughs> and it's weird, because it was several times for me, but in stages. Because, like, yeah. when Lorian met me, and that's how it happened. Like, she fucking saw me at something, and then, like, Guess followed me in, and, like... <laughs> yeah chase me down and uh (laughs) like i had kind of i'd gotten out of my first serious relationship and then i was like i don't know i was kind of down on myself because i like it was like a long-term serious relationship and then just ended and then i was like i felt the need to replace this and i was just like on the hunt to replace that that i had lost or whatever and then I don't know. It was like a year, maybe a year and a half of that. And I finally was like, you know what? 
I'm going to be all right with me, you know, like I'm going to be okay on my own two feet and I'm just going to like stop just needing this romantic ideal like that I have in my mind and just like be okay with myself, work on myself. And that was right around the time where I started at the bar. And uh, then when Lorian met me, man, I was kind of like not ready again. You know, I was like, "Mm, yeah, but I'm just like, I just got okay with myself. You know what I mean? Which I should have probably known that was a good sign, you know, but I was like, you know, you're coming on strong and I just got okay with myself. (laughs) But she was like, you'll, you'll never talk to me again. Will you like at her dorm night, like the night we met? Yeah. no man i'm not gonna like just run away i was like right away like i just laughed it off like dude that's not how i am you know (laughs) and then i remember i went back to kc within i don't know the first couple weeks that we met maybe two or three weeks because we had been pretty inseparable from the time that we met you know and so i was like you know it's going down this road again. And uh, my buddy from out in Mass was in town. So we just went to Kansas City into like my town for a while and did a few things. And it was like when I came back and that feeling of like that it's good to see you and then I missed you. And you were in this fucking little leather jacket and you were all oh, leathered yeah. out. And I like had come back on my motorcycle and you were just like ready. And, and you had these like black fishnets on. And I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, and the little moto boots. Yeah, man. I was like, I'm picturing that. <laughs> you were all done up, dude, and I was just like, you know, it's nice to like miss somebody, and uh, that was like another round of it. But really, like, what sealed the deal the first time, and this is a thing; it just keeps hitting. You know, uh, if you're with the right person, like you, you will, it won't just be one time. Like yeah. you'll keep having moments like these where you're like, oh my god, this is exactly who has my back you know or this is exactly who i want to be with that makes sense and the first time it ever really hit with conviction was like when we were probably at our worst point ever and it looked like shit was (laughs) just over and i was like moving out of town and she was not gonna move out of town it was like this point where i was like for a minute a free man in that sense right And there was, like, nothing broken or severed or anything like that. But there was a point during that time where I was a free man. And I just kind of, like, walked around, going through the motions, looking around at, like, the options of my freedom. And was like, I need to get Lorian. That's where I need to be. That's what I want. That is the sweetest thing I've heard. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I will say that somebody privately. Uh, I'm uh, I'm not going to get into the, who who it was, uh, but uh, somebody had privately uh, um, told me that the, the and the the person that they were with. I mean, it looked like it was all going that, the right direction, and then all of a sudden it didn't. Uh, and uh, you know, and honestly, like, yeah, there's a there is uh, some special stuff. You know, and honestly, it, it's like when you know you found the one, nobody else is going to do right. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and honestly, exactly. and honestly, like, 
I, I don't know. There was it, it was kind of magical with us, and I know we've told the story, but ultimately, like we, you know, she came to me and said, "Do you feel that?" And you know, it, it took me a little bit to kind of figure out what it was. I'm like, but eventually, it was like, yeah. And I mean, it was it was it was a it was it it hit like a ton of bricks almost right and mm-hmm. and yeah and then and then we're spending hours on the phone you know when we're you know 25 or however many you know hundreds of miles apart we are and you know and it's it's funny now when she uh um you know when she goes out um and does you know now it's rideshare but uh, you know it's 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 kind of funny because it's like yeah i mean she comes home at night and yet we're still on you know we're still on the phone for multiple hours a day even though we live in the same place right it's 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 a it's it's it is really amazing like yeah when you know you find the one it's 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 so obvious it's like the nose on your face right and it's like what i was missing in my life and you just kind of know it right it's like yeah this is what i was missing in my life because you know, and honestly, she's the first person I can be myself around. I don't have to try and, you know, you don't you have to do the head games. You don't have to pretend right. to be somebody no, exactly. that you're not. And that's the thing is, like, I was in a long term relationship where I spent like two years trying to better, try, trying really hard to better get to know the person I was with. You know. <laughs> And it blows yeah. my mind to look back and think about like how long I spent when nothing was fucking happening. I'm getting into that, you know, like yeah, exactly. Somebody like walls you off and doesn't let you in, like mentally or emotionally as a person, which is, you know, not everybody's meshes together for whatever reason. And that's exactly how Dude, I felt about like the with first my week. The first week, Lori and I hung out. It was like. She was telling me silly shit that yeah. you wouldn't tell people. You know? <laughs> I did say some silly shit. And then- like, I think that was the first, within the first week I met you, that you were like, I think that I'm adopted. Yeah. And I just looked at you and I was like, oh, maybe you are, you know? Like, yeah. And then what happens a month later? I find out I am. Oh, my God. <laughs> that or was like, some universal stuff right there. I could see a lot of yeah. be- people being like, oh, okay, whatever, you know? Or yeah, and then like I, that being like a weird point. I told you ghost stories because... I just looked at you and I was like, just the way that you said it was so matter of fact that I was like, well, shit, you probably are or something like to that effect of like, I wouldn't be surprised if you are, if if you like, if you feel that way. That's really interesting because. Or I see ghosts or something like that. I can't (laughs) remember how you said it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like when, when Fumboy and I um, started talking, like this is something that I haven't even admitted to him, but the night that we did our first episode and, you know, I, I said that I felt like I was vibrating. I realize now that it wasn't the podcast that made me vibrate. It it was him. That was like, ultimately, I didn't even know that I had literally found my twin flame. And that's why I was vibrating until the night that it totally hit me, which was, you know, the night that I brought it to him that just happened to be the winter solstice. Uh, aligned with and the fact that i'm wiccan it just makes total sense but that was you know that was definitely a thing you know right then and there that i realized that yeah uh i was nuts about this guy and you know lauren you were talking about how you know you just told him all this you know random shit phone boy is the first person i ever felt comfortable enough to tell about the 
shit I had been through that I opened up about uh, on, I think it was like episode 15. when 16. Okay, when we did our our letters to our fathers. um, I had never been able to open up to anyone about that until him. Yeah, and and, and we, obviously, before we got on the air, we, we... both effectively did this to each you know we we went through this with each other and you know our 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 respective letters and we revised them and yeah and it's and and yeah i mean and you know even before that we you know we there were some conversations there's stuff that she told me that she had never told anybody else right and and yeah and i and i wasn't and i wasn't like trying to pry or anything like that i mean i was like if you don't want to talk about it that's fine but you know i'm I'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna judge or whatever and 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 yeah i mean when you can tell your deepest darkest secrets to the person that you're with i guess that's how you know you found the one and honestly the way i feel when like when we're cuddling and stuff is the way he made me feel the day that i told him all those things was you know metaphorically he wrapped his arms around me and made me feel safe yeah, and, and, and yeah, and it's, it's just, there's, there are just things that we've told each other that, yeah, we've never told anybody else. And that's honestly what we, uh, you know, I guess that's how you know you met the one, right? Is he, well, yeah, because there's mm-hmm. no fear of judgment. Like yeah. you could tell, I, I guarantee you could tell Spencer anything and, and you could probably tell Lorian anything. And, you know, the, the respective other is just going to be right there and be supportive. I mean, I would imagine like if it was something really like outlandish, like, hey, I'm, you know, kind of a, a chomo or something like that. Yeah, that might not be okay. But you know, <laughs> anything short of that, I think you're pretty, you're, you're pretty kind good. of a chomo. <laughs> you're so bad. <laughs> oh. oh, my. I don't think there's kind of out there, bro. It's not no, kind it, of. no, like seriously, like anyone who's listened to that episode knows that, you know, my father was a convicted chomo and there's nothing I can fucking do about it. His shame yep. is not mine. But I, I, I am wondering, though, like what possessed you guys to do a podcast? Like how did Bowl After Bowl start? Well, it first started out, I started it um, just because I wanted a check in and have one and have a uh, kind of way to track the legalization movement and other stuff around town like I think one of the early episodes was about some comedy show that was coming up yeah um, it was hyper local yeah I uh but we had I, been listening to No Agenda yeah I had started with Rogan and like I just studied comedy there was oh this, so this, you're a Roganite then there's this I am originally in a Roganite nice and, nice um, yeah, at the time, I I was, like, really into stand-up, and I was, like, studying it, like, studying all of the old greats. I When I study, like, art, an artist that I like, I, I kind of am influenced by this book that I read a hundred times by Austin Kleon. It's called Steal Like an Artist, right? And one, and it's, like, it's an easy flip-through book. It's, like, one of those things that just has advice for artists and like you could read it a hundred times. It's really nice to flip through. And one of the things in there it talks about is like how to study your heroes or how to like, um, you know, how, how art gets made. And so he's like, you pick, you know, who are you into? Who's the most, the person you're most into. And then you look at their three biggest influences and you go back in time and you study those three people. And then you look at each of those persons, three biggest influences and you go back another generation and study all nine of those people 
and then you start to get a better understanding of this hero that you have, you know? So it's almost kind of like a six degrees of seven bacon thing. A little bit of that. That's awesome. Or seven, eight, nine. <laughs> yeah, you know, 10, 12, 14. We know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> What's it? 33, 33, 33. <laughs> but, uh, fuck, what was I talking about now? How we started, why we you started me the right off. podcast and oh, you're sure, studying yeah. comedy. Was st- <laughs> to studying comedy, listen to Rogan. I worked at the cookie shop and then uh, I would posted something about Rogan and like how great the episode I had listened to was or whatever. Um, somebody commented on my Facebook post. They were like, you should really try No Agenda, man. You would like it. It was a fellow drummer in town. I was like, okay. I oh, so you got hit in the mouth by a fellow drummer. It wasn't like one of the peerage or like, you know, somebody extensive no, or something. it was a guy, you know, I've never called this guy out ever because I've never got a hold of him and actually asked him if he ever donated ever. But maybe I should do that someday. There yeah. you go. Because oh. that would be a long, dusty douchebag to call out if true. But I don't want to like false douche somebody because I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to break out. You break out the douchebag thing for an actual douchebag. Exactly. Mean, you got to mm-hmm. confirm before douche. Yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, otherwise the thing, you're though. the douche. Well, yeah, but isn't there kind of a rule that if you haven't donated in a certain amount of time, you you res you resort back to being a douchebag? Not if you're a knight, no. Not if you're a round table. Oh, guy. okay. If, yeah, if you're a peerage, then no. That I can understand. Yeah. I'm I'm talking about like you know yeah. those poor slobs like us plus, who haven't made plus, it to the round table yet. I just sent up like thirty three, thirty three when John blocked me. By the way. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, John doesn't know me either, so don't feel bad. I don't know, phone no, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that is still one of my favorites. Oh, I don't know if I got to tell the story that when we met Adam, I actually got to tell him the fact that when he uttered the words girls go get your phone boy that phone boy was already mine i actually got to tell the podfather that story which made me smile girls go 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 get go your get phone it. boy there it is. that's right I'm, I'm glad you guys have it on their on thank your board thank you phone boy totally dropped the ball on that <laughs> oh shit yes <laughs> yeah but that was i mean that was it was a great i mean honestly being able to tell adam that whole story was just it was fantastic and i know i'm i know when he's i know we're, we're sitting there listening to the show you know in, in our respective places and, and, I, and i'm sitting there going holy shit like i screamed I, well no because because i'm because i'm sitting in the troll room we're listening to the show live and all of a sudden you, you know I'm, I'm adam you know we'll just catch random shit in the troll room and he caught that i'm like oh fuck <laughs> that was money and actually the I don't know phone boy and girls go get your phone boy came from the exact same episode. Yeah, that's right. It's it's amazing that whole just I I, I love the fact that yeah I pulled that out. I mean, yeah, I use those. That's I use those clips. It's you know and and, and yeah we and, and I've got and and it's funny because I think I you know when I think in, in our opening right because you guys are part of our opening. I mean I think it, it's yeah I, I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah, yeah. Awesome. it always cracks me up to hear it because yeah. it's. Yeah, I don't remember what episode of yours I pulled it out of, but I but you know when we were crafting our new opening, and when we heard it, as soon as we heard it, we were like, <laughs> "That needs to happen." Because actually, what I don't think the pedal heads or anyone else knows is that all the people who have been influential in Phone Boy and I as a couple and meeting and all that are in our new opening. We have Rev Cybertrucker who did the. Uh, statement that you're listening to the Lotus Effect with mm-hmm. Phoenix and Phone Boy. We have the two of you. We have Adam. 
due to the fact he did agree once, you know, phone boy's finally free of the not soon enough heifer, you know, <laughs> there will probably be a diamond in, in our future somewhere, you know, somewhere along the road. So, you know, the fact that he agreed to officiate our wedding and that our reception is literally going to be the biggest damn no agenda meetup anyone's ever seen. We just, we thought we needed to incorporate all the important people in that opening because the show, like we said, our our life is a show. And everything we do centers around either having to work on show content, having to grab clips, something that was said that becomes a provincial show title. It's just all, I mean, every day of my life, at least once a day, I talk about my amazing boyfriend and also the fact that we have this, you know... <laughs> great podcast and we're part of something larger and i mean i've probably garnered you guys and asked a ton of new listeners because every time i talk to somebody inevitably the conversation you know drifts to the good herb and i'm always like oh we've got these friends who live out in kc and they do this podcast called bull after bull and it's you know staying on top of all the latest what's going on with you know legalizations and this that, and the other thing and yeah i mean i, I try to i try to rep the whole you know, the whole circle as much I as possible. I should probably try it. Exactly. that bowl. That's, right. <laughs> yeah. That's so, right. So, okay, I think a related question, since you went down this road, I, I realize that we're trying to take turns to asking questions, but when did you first learn that the holy herb did more than just uh, make you high? First time oh. I uh, learned that it was like medicine. Yeah. Um, I know mine. Was in Joplin. <laughs> I'm taking it with the same story. <laughs> well, Lorian can tell this story because... We just talked to this guy the year after I met him. Like, we just talked to him again, and then she met him the first time. It was just the same fucking guy. No, oh, go forward. You're better. You're more eloquent than me. <laughs> oh, please. Well, so we go down there. I'm the guy that fucking just forgot where the fuck he was in the story. and <laughs> had to be reminded by everybody. But okay, all right. <laughs> uh, we go down there to Joplin, and when I was a freshman, I was like, I got heavily involved in normal right away. And for me, my motivation was I saw them cart my buddy off from fucking scout camp while, you know, like he was 17, I was 18. And throw him in the county jail over he had some bud. And then, you know, once you get one citation, then it just fucking goes downhill from there. Like he started to just get reckless and not really care and got picked up again. And I was just like, this is so incredibly unfair. The whole fucking... Just it being criminally penalized like this anyway. Because he had some weed. Right. And he's, you know, not even a fucking 18. Yeah, so your life is fucked for, that, you know, a fucking weed. Yeah. So that was always my motivation. I was always like, you know, as long as it's illegal, I'm not going to stop. That's what I said to myself then. And then quickly joined Norm when I got uh, on, out onto my own in college. And... um When, you know, when people would talk to me about medical, I just had the attitude of like, sure, yeah, wh whatever gets it through, you know what I mean? Like, whatever keeps people from being arrested and hauled off. It's a step in the right direction. Uh, yeah, That's exactly. That's what I thought. I was like, <laughs> like, I didn't really believe it could do whatever, but I was just like, sure, I'm just down, down for the cause, whatever gets us there, whatever gets, you know, by any means necessary. It's a step in the right direction after <laughs> all. Exactly. Good shot. And, good uh, shot. Good good call back there, phone boy. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Um, it wasn't so. I went down to Joplin. I met this guy. Oh wait, let me intervene. 
I also joined Normal, and that's where I saw Spence, and then stalked him and was like, how can I get involved? Is and this he was the cowboy like, hat story? <laughs> well, yeah, that's where it ends up. He was like, there's this uh, event going on, and uh, I gotta bring a poster or something, a big banner, actually. And he's like, you know, if you want to go and if you can find a ride, that'd be cool. Or else you can, like, ride with me on my motorcycle. And I was like, whoa. Ride with a stranger on a motorcycle. I'll find us a ride. <laughs> and um, so we, uh, what was it? Cannabis Revival? Is mm-hmm. that what it was called? Yes. Cannabis Revival. Yeah. Down in Joplin. And this was, like, not long after the tornadoes. Because I was new to Missouri. So I'm that's, pretty sure that was the last one they ever did. It was the last one. It was the one that we met at. Yep. Um, but so we go down there together and yeah, we were setting up the booth. <laughs> Keep going with She's the story. She's trying to pass it back. Yeah, I was me. passing it back. <laughs> so <laughs> you got to puff twice before passing. So we're down there puff, and I introduce, her, I introduce her to this guy who I had met the year before who had, um, uh, these spots on his arms and these scars on his arms. And he was like, this is why I'm here. Uh, I never like smoked weed. I'm, you know, like he, the guy wasn't a stoner, he was just an old farm, old timer, you know, he was like, but I had skin cancer right here. And he's got these wild, like pock scars, these like circular scars that actually didn't really look too bad. They weren't like, you see some people who are like, have icky scars. He just had like some matter of fact scars here. And he was like, yeah, I had, t- I had skin cancer. I had tumors growing on my arm right here. I was in chemo for it. I was seeing all these specialists. And then somebody told me about RSO, Rick Simpson's oil. They call it Phoenix Tears. I've heard of that. So he was uh, applying Phoenix Tears directly on his arm. Now, RSO takes like a shitload of plant matter. And basically, you just squeeze the absolute life out of it and get all of the good tar out of it. And it's this thick, unmanageable, sappy, sappy tar. But he was applying it directly to his tumors. Um, and he you noticed they started to shrink and get better. And so he went to his doctor. And he was like, yeah, I found this oil. It's like this uh, concentrated weed oil, you know. And I'm putting it on there. And look, they're getting better. And the doctor was like, you have to stop that right away. It's highly illegal. Oh, my God. What are you doing? Uh, And made him stop and, like, upped his chemo or some shit. Like, like tried to make a different chemo treatment, you know. Like, made a change in his drugs. And the guy stopped, followed his doctor's orders. The tumors came back. They started growing again. It started progressing again and getting worse. So then he just stopped going. Yeah, smart man. He stopped going to the doctor and just started putting this RSO on his arm. And he said they shrunk, and they just kept shrinking. And after, like, uh, a couple of months, they got so small that they were, like, loose. And I just pulled them out, and there was this, like, ugly root underneath them. And I just fucking pulled them right out of my arm, and that's where they were. And he just got these scars. Like, it just kind of grew back to where it was, you know. Like, you could tell they were scars on his arms, but it just looked like, I don't know. Oh, my God, that is and from there, I was like, wow, this could really do something. Yeah, for sure. And and then I met, like, so many yeah, patients, patients with MS or patients with uh, just all kinds of stuff that 
that it's like the only thing they found relief in, you know? And these are people who have tried a lot and a lot of different shit to find their quality of life. Um, met this guy who was one of the, uh, one of the federal patients. So the United States had a, uh, a federal program with weed grown out in uh, the University of Mississippi. And they would give people tins of joints. I want to say it's Irv Rosenfeld. That's the guy's name. Okay. He, he wrote this book, My Medicine. So I was out in Portland and um, Irv was there and he was telling everyone his story. He used to get a tin of joints every month from the government for this medical marijuana experiment program that they were running. I want to say it started in the seventies. I can't remember exactly all the Yeah, I, I re- right? actually I remember they did an episode they did an episode of sixty minutes about it like years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was and it's like it's like some farm in Kentucky that's a government farm that grows these yeah, that it's like the you know, the only way you can get, you know, legal weed from the federal government or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this one program they did and I think that well basically they started with however many people, not many, like a few dozen people. And then uh, just that was the only thing they've ever done. And so the people who were in the program who found that this worked, like they just kept studying them. So they've done, you know, they're all the long-term studies. And most of them have since passed away. Yeah, I think he's the only survivor. Is he the only one left? When I met him in 2009, he was one of four uh, surviving patients from this program. And um, that wouldn't surprise me. But he had uh, some sort of... um, bone cancer i want to say or something like incredibly painful and uh this dude smoked like at least 10 joints a day like he would just smoke joints and he found that like just keep smoking the joints and it keeps like the pain and like the cancer and the thing that's killing me at bay and he was just like smoking an incredible amount of weed but he was never like it was wild like he's not a stoner and he's not like stony you know like pain management it's not like a dude that's baked walking around he's just like a regular guy but he's just like always smoking joints so it, well his, he was an interesting dude so to me yeah well and he needs it too i find that kind of like a lot of patients who like need the shit to they for them it's like less stoned because for them when mm. when they're in a debilitating condition like think of like when you're sick or when you're recovering from a traumatic injury or something like that only that's all the time Right. And then the only time it isn't like that, the only time your life isn't like that is when you're smoking joints. And so you have more of a clarity. It's like a, it's like less stoned for yeah, a lot of the patients that, that I've met. Yeah. So I guess do I you think, oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I guess my first medical experience, I should say, was when I smoked it because I did stop twitching. Mm, like, with the a Tourette's lot. Thing. Yeah. I, I think I've tried to show you like VHS tapes of me in third grade and stuff where it's yeah. like ridiculous. You get, like the eye squint kind of thing going on and, all the time. And- yeah, the neck twitch, like my whole like neck and head twitch and stuff. And even as you've known me, like my tics have progressively gotten better. But if I get like really tired or really angry or really stressed in some way, they start popping out. Yeah, and but honestly, with the weed, it lets you relax. You know? Having met you in person if you had not said that laurie and i would never have known that 
that's, that's my goal. I, I never, <laughs> I mean, honestly, the entire time we were there, I, I didn't notice any ticks or anything. I just noticed that you have an amazing family and you're an amazing person. Yeah. You know, by the way, that answers to one of the questions on our list is what is something that people don't, few people know about you? I mean. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. I remember when I sent my first donation to No Agenda, I asked uh, Adam to add me to the Tourette's Club. Aw. But I don't know. I don't think that's what a thing What was your anymore. superpower? Uh, timers in the kitchen going down. I can get back right like when there's two seconds left. Yep, I'm good at like, keeping that. track of time. It sounds, it sounds like me and alarm clocks. Yeah, he literally will Ooh. wake up before the alarm clock. And we had that conversation just this morning because I had my alarm set for five. And I said, I hope my alarm didn't wake you up. And he said, no, I have this thing with alarm clocks where if I know <laughs> that they're like, I can sense there's an alarm that's going to go off. So I wake up before I'm like, you're fucking weird. Wow. But that's, that's okay. nice. <laughs> I'm jelly of that. Must be fucking nice. <laughs> Must be fucking nice. Exactly. Well, only if there's if, if, if the alarm clock's four hours later, it's going to wake me up because there's a certain amount of minimum sleep I need. But uh, yeah, if it's if it's uh, you know if I've gotten you know five six hours of sleep, then uh, you know generally I'll wake up before it. But okay, so Sir Spencer, tell the listeners what is something that nobody really knows about you. Hmm. I got a Marilyn Monroe mole underneath this mustache. That is cool as shit. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Now, uh, I guess like, that. I'm even more fucking impressed now. Like, if I to was think. totally impressed by the stash before, now I'm twice as impressed. Hmm. I'm, uh, I don't know how second cousins and removal goes, but basically my cousin's Ashton Kutcher. Oh, that's his, right. I think his I grandmother and my great-grandmother are sisters. Wow. We're sisters when they were alive still. That's cool as shit. Oh, that yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's a weird like separation thing. Yeah, that's yeah, that that's a that's a seven degrees right there. Although it's more oh, like yeah. one degree or two degrees or something. So what about you, phone boy? Tell uh, tell our listeners something a lot of people don't know about you. Oh boy, I, I, it's a problem when you have your, uh, you know, when you put it when you put your dick on the table, you know, as, as we've done, uh, you know, with the, with the shows. I don't know that there's much that people don't know about me, but um, yeah, well, yes, there is. There's plenty people don't know about you. Um, well, or Aaron, I'll go with it. Nick's is going to start to dump on you if you don't come up with something. Oh yeah, well, I'll, I'll okay. So. Um, I I got in eighth grade. I dressed up in drag for a for a school project. So, Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Trust me, it was not fucking nice. <laughs> I wish I had these photos. Yeah. Well, no. Nobody should have those photos. <laughs> I was a I was a game show hostess uh, <laughs> for this, and it, and yes, and I gave and I and the prize I gave away was a new used car. <laughs> Wow, a new used car, nice. <laughs> oh, She's got big boobs, doesn't she? Yeah, I knew it. Well, you, you realize? Oh, geez. Now, of course, I got my soundboard unconnected because I reason I did is because the battery's about to die in it because I used it to watch a, the Vols game earlier. So it's there's no. Uh, there you gotta love when he goes off mic. You can't. Hear you shit. can wait. Hold on. You can watch Vols games on your soundboard. What kind of no, soundboard are you? No, using? well, I could. This I could. Soundboard's put, an app on his iPad. Yeah, it's it's. it's I've got the uh, iPad plugged okay. in. Yeah, tricky, so, tricky. Yeah. So what was what clip was I gonna play? I can't even remember. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I mean, seriously, like I don't Did know. Did you see her breasts? Oh, you know. Oh, you know what? Oh, you know what? This is the clip I was gonna play. There's a shortage of perfect breasts in this world. 
would be a pity to damage yours. <laughs> the clip you're always using against me. That's I'm right. Nigga, love titties. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on! Somebody's got to have the fucking motorboat after that. Well, it's 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 on the. Mo- I thought it was on the board somewhere. Should have been. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it might. Be he go me. crazy sex fiend. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Dear to- God, it's gone off the rails. Inconceivable. All the way off the rails. It has gone off the rails. Um, so I guess everybody's wondering something that they don't really know about me. Something I've never told. To the listeners. Okay. Something you know, actually. Oh, I and do. Wookie knows. Mm-hmm. They may be the only two people who know. <laughs> is that I actually have the ability to know when things are going to happen. That's my superpower. Yeah. It's not just being an empath, but actually, no. like... No. It's actual premonition. Premonitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This so, whole um, thing is very, very spooky. It yeah, is. It is fucking spooky. That's why I don't talk about it because, you know, people really look weird at you, especially when you can like describe what the hell's going to happen <laughs> before it's happened, and then it happens, and they're like, "What the fuck?" So yeah, kind of has a little bit to do with my ancestry, and some probably to do with being a witch. But you know, I'm trying to play the. Clip. I love it. I'm, I'm trying to play the clip. Well, Lottie frickin' dog! <laughs> He's using my clips from F. Tam against oh, me tonight. Shit. Damn it. It's like I took a long oh. week to a drink. God, Dan, that was. I couldn't have picked. I was looking for a better ISO, and yeah. I don't even have Spence's one. Spence's finger was hovering, and I didn't want to step on his clip, so I was like, okay, <laughs> hit the button. <laughs> so, I, I'm I curious. I just want to say, I'm not afraid. <laughs> yes. The motherfucker whooped my ass all night. Some bitch. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, the, the you're hits dumb. keep coming. <laughs> Yeah, we both have access to soundboards. This is bad. That's right. I Uh-oh. get to I get to put my hands all over his roadcaster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how, that's how you know it's love, exciting and new. No shit. Love you, mean it. <laughs> so this roadcaster. Do you have one of the the roadcaster first ones? I have the first one. Yeah. Uh, I I also bought um, a a soundboard app for my iPad, which I have plugged into the uh, to the roadcaster, which uh, is infinitely uh, easier to uh, get. I because we also use uh, iCloud to put all the shared clips in for the for the for the two shows, and so it's that way it she makes can it a lot so- easier too. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah, we're yeah we're Apple cult members, but we we leverage the technology the best we can, and, and yeah. he's actually gotten me. I have to admit, I so I have a keyboard now, and I love keyboards that make a lot of noise. I'm I'm a clicky kind of girl, mm-hmm. and he has this keyboard that he insisted he wanted me to use with my laptop because he saw me using my little you know touchpad and whatnot and he's like no 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 you know hook this mouse in hook this keyboard up and I'm like no no I don't need that he's like trust me he's like if you don't like it he's like we can we can take it off and you know everything's fine and now I'm like don't touch my keyboard because <laughs> <laughs> I have this awesome keyboard for when I'm doing my show notes that's just like clickety click 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 and like you can hear me from like probably two floors away whacking on that keyboard like you know if you've ever heard phone boy type Cop didn't see it. I didn't do it. Precisely. So. Makes sense to me. So I have another question for you guys. So uh, what got you into cryptocurrency? 
<laughs> uh, Spence was talking about it for like a decade, and I um, wow. listened. <laughs> but, but really, for me, mine is easier because I'm, you know, the tag along. It was probably podcasting 2.0 that finally like pushed me into gear, got me in the car to start driving, set up the umbral node. Yeah, it's I God, I still gotta get, I, I gotta figure out what's why I can't uh, that what what was what's happening with inbound stuff now. I've actually got I, I had a, I actually ran into a bug with uh, the so the because uh, okay so I'm actually so I'm gonna change the website for the Lotus Effect to use uh, to use podcast generator so I have full control so I can you know the, so I can put in the feed cold it looks like cold acids done a decent job with that if you guys mm-hmm. want to look at it for you know as a uh, if you you're, you're if you're self-hosting your podcast and you want something um, you know it, it seems like that's uh, let's put it this way WordPress is terrible for podcasting I'll just leave it at that yeah uh, that's we, we were on that, that the first iteration yeah so so I'm in the process right now of converting everything to podcast generator the uh, you know in the blossom.com is actually using podcast generator um and so uh and i'm in the process right now of converting the 40 something episodes over to the to the new site so I'm, I'm about halfway done but but yeah um so i find but i but i apparently so i'm also as part of going through my divorce i'm i also am kind of separating things and so i'd had there's a i i have an evil email that i don't pull up on a regular basis because yeah i don't want to uh i i i don't need to endure the uh, the wrath of my lawyers uh or my not soon enough x or other you know, there's a few other things that are going on there that that uh yeah i just i want to i don't i want to keep that out of my life as much as possible and so um so yeah, there, and one of the things I had signed up with, you know, I've, I've been using this email for twenty something, you know, twenty five plus years. So I, I, but but I needed to stop using it. Unfortunately, like the podcast, right, was was tied to that email address, and so I was, I was doing everything I could to try and uh, not log into that email. And so I ended up claiming the feed twice on, uh, you know, and on on you know, and podcasterwallet dot com, which, which which created an interesting bug. And it turned out that the Lotus Effect had a duplicate feed and blah blah blah. So anyway, long story short is I uh, when I actually. Um, yeah, that there were that I thought I had changed the feed over to uh, moving away from Satoshi's dot stream to, uh, to to using my node. Um, yeah, it didn't work, and and unfortunately, with everything that's been going on in life, I, I you know I set up a couple of nodes here. I think you know one of them I did with a with a with a spinning hard drive. Yeah, that was a freaking mistake. Uh, one I did with like an SSD, and it, and you know that's already all synced up and everything. And and uh, I just haven't had a chance to figure out why I can't route any traffic. I can't send any boost to it with um, um, you know from like Fountain or whatever. So there, there's there's like a routing issue or something I need to sort out. And I just haven't had time to do it. Yeah. Um, so uh, I want to do that because I because like, like you said, if it's not your uh, not your keys, not your cheese, right? So yes. Um, so I definitely want to be um, you know in that club, but unfortunately, like the rest of my life is a shit show, and so you know it, it's just it's 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 not high, not as high on the priority list as I'd like it to be. Yeah. But, um, you know, we're just we're trying to uh, you know we're trying to secure uh, you know trying to uh, I don't know uh, stock up for the winter and all that stuff and because we you know because we we do really believe that like with with, with what's going on and the um, you know and we and and we hear it when we talk to the people at the farmers market and the and the, and, and the you know the the farmers that we're buying food from are like yeah we can see this coming there's you know these things are happening it's not you know it's not a freaking conspiracy theory it's like you know it's it's you know when the you know like the, things like USDA process 
processors are slowing down or not not doing things and you know and and, and we're and you know like for example and, and you know and and also just under you know just the 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 laws around food are, it's 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 kind of weird it's like how controlled it all is it's like if you can yeah. get it for, you know we're you know we're buying you know it, we're you know we're lucky we you know we found in in this in this lovely town i mean by accident we didn't necessarily decide we were going to end up in in the town that we're in but uh you know we just by by the universe guided us here and it's funny when we're talking to these farmers right i think what, what was it at least two of the farm at least two of the farms that we deal with they opened up in the last they they started you know doing it in the last three years and they felt yes. they felt compelled to come to crossville to, to 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 do this and yeah they're religious and they talk about you know how god called them to come to this area and do what they're doing and we got to actually go out to one of the farms the place that we get our pork from and actually see the uh the boar that sires uh all the piglets they have i got to hold a piglet you know there's a picture in the show notes from yeah, it was a couple uh, it was, it was one a or two yeah, shows yeah. ago something like that and it was the cutest little bacon bit it was so fun we got eight alive. Oh my god, we have so many bug bites on our legs and feet from oh, going out there. But it, I mean, it was totally worth it. Like their chicken run is amazing. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, they, they it's yeah, they, and it, I mean, it's a you know, and, and they're they're just phenomenal people. I mean, yeah, we, oh, they really are. Yeah, and it's you know, and I'd say that with you know that that you know, you've talked more with the the folks from Randolph Farms and you know, and we and, right, that's yeah, our beef people. Yeah, they're beef folks. We're, we're we're getting our quarter cow tomorrow. I think that's what we're. But that's nice. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and the, it, yeah, it's it's just nice to be able to get you know know where the food comes from, know that it was taken care of. I mean, we you know we got to go out, right? We've been invited to all three of the farms that we deal with for our meat to come out and see the operation, see how you know how and what they're feeding the animals, and you know we because we needed to pick the uh, half a pig up that we got from Debell is why we ended up going out there. But in the future, you know, not too far in the future, we'll probably take a trip to uh, one of one or both of the other farms just to see, you know, how their operations are. And because, I mean, <laughs> you guys can appreciate the the chicken situation. I, I love chickens and, you know, I hate that my ex got rid of all my chickens. I thought that was a really shitty thing to do just because mm. they were mine. Like, he didn't even consult me, just fucking gave them away, but whatever. <laughs> I'm not, like, going to spiral on that. But it was it was really cool to be able to see all the different kinds and be able to point out, like, you know, that's a Dominicker and that's a Rhode Island Red and, you know, this is this and this is that. Because, you know, I, I do have, you know, a little bit of knowledge on them from having raised them and just seeing how someone else, you know, has their uh, operations set up. Uh, was was really kind of nice. So I'm I'm looking forward to going out to the other farms and just kind of, you know, seeing. It sounds sick, but kind of putting a face on your meat. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, we you know we called uh, we called episode forty meet your meat. I mean, and, and, exactly. And and yeah, we did. And yeah, we had uh, the, the some, we had some of the chops the other night from Debell, and 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 they're phenomenal, right? Um, you know, and that's and yeah, you know, we're you know, it's like we literally. I mean, you know, in two of the three cases, they're almost literally our neighbors, right? Because they're practically just, yeah, they're just down the street. That you know, the beef folks are in Cookville, which is a you know, probably you know forty five thirty thirty forty five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Down the interstate and and yeah it's uh and and really like yeah it's but knowing that it that, that you know we're supporting 
essentially our neighbors, right? And the money's not, you know, and, and the, the money's not going to, you know, some, you know, the, you know, I mean, there's there's usually somebody that processes it and sometimes they use USDA processors and sometimes they don't. And that's why you have to buy a quarter cow or a half cow or whatever. Uh, but it, but it's completely worth it because I know where the, I know the meats can, and, and honestly, this is, and this is where, you know, it, you know, knowing what your food eats, right? And that's really important. And it's, it's a, the, you know, the healthier the food is that you eat, the healthier you are. So um, this is, you yeah, so knowing that this stuff was fed properly and and, and cared and cared for properly and not and not in, in, in you know not everything that they do in like a confined animal feeding operation it's it's like the, the animals are the animals are happier uh, it, it produces a better quality product that that nourishes us and yeah we're supporting our neighbors right I mean and uh, you know and I don't know if we're paying taxes or not I don't remember what the laws are in Tennessee about all that stuff but but yeah I mean I, I and it's funny because it, it, I remember when I was setting up the bank account here I I, I got a, you know I got checks and, and it's like oh you know you know and, I mean you can pay everything electronically but I know what credit card processors charge for credit cards and so you know so I feel really good when I can write a check to uh one of the, one of these outfits and say i'm giving you money right and you get you know you're not getting you know you don't have to give two or three percent to you know to to mastercard or whatever you're 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 uh, you're, you're you're really just doing it it's it's amazing what um it, it's you know, you're you're you know you're you're you know you, you know you're we're having relationships with these folks because we see them every week at the at the farmer's market and we talk to them and you know and and you know we're, we're getting chicken some chickens tomorrow and we're getting some saturday or, or yeah saturday uh, what what Nice. Yeah. Tomorrow's only Friday. Okay. Yeah. We're getting the beef tomorrow. That's right. So, uh, but that's, that's right. yeah, and it's just, but it's, but when you know where it comes from, what, if, it, if it comes from your own house, even better, unfortunately, we're in a condo place, so we're not, uh, we're not growing our own, uh, livestock. So uh, you guys have the chickens. Do you, Lauren, do you do a garden at all? We have. Yeah. Um, we always grow garlic just cause it's super simple. It takes to our yard. Uh, we've done tomatoes and peppers and basil. Um, but this year, with his dad getting his acreage, we got him set up with a garden. Because this is a guy that's uh, never gardened for himself. Oh, wow. By himself. So <laughs> we showed him how easy it is, you know. Right. We got him set up. Yeah, yeah we, had, we had a container garden um, when we were on the property because it was such a pill to try to rototill and... At the time, the one that we had was really old and everything. So we got these giant tubs and we planted one cabbage plant per tub. And they were the big, huge, like 15-pound heads. So we had like six of those. We had a bunch of Roma tomatoes and um, little like sun golds and, you know, just like the little salad ones. You pop them in your mouth type thing and they explode. So there was that and peppers. We tried carrots and beets, but it was an epic failure. Um, I think there was they were just too overcrowded in in the area we were trying to grow them and zucchini grows so easy everywhere like it's one of the easiest things to grow you just plant it and it just freaking grows baseball bats it's insane nice I I can't wait until you know everything is said and done for phone boy and his divorce and we can actually get our own place where we can have a garden one thing i'm looking forward to big time is and this actually ties into another question we have which is you know do you guys go to the farmer's market and if so what do you usually get or if not why not (laughs) um we farmer market hopped there's a lot of farmers markets around here. Nice. And we haven't quite found one that's like home yet. Um, 
I remember the last time we bought something at a farmer's market was those berries. I can't think of the choke berries. <laughs> I think that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. We bought like a bunch of choke berries for a pretty good number. Nice. And we're like, okay, that's pretty good. Um, so we usually just buy like the weird stuff because we have always had a garden since we moved in here. In our first year, we tried to grow everything, pumpkins, carrots, and our carrots came out these like tiny little pencils. <laughs> That's what mine turned out like. Yeah. So that didn't quite work. Oh, cucumbers, of course. Um, the last we time tried, I tried watermelon. The last time I tried growing cucumbers, they, I don't know if it was like an, uh, you know, a, a pest or something, but they had like all these all these like scabs on them it was the weirdest thing huh. and they and it could have it could have been you know just that it i mean i thought i was watering it enough but it was just so weird they, i've had cucumbers produce really well and then i've had years where they were just like absolute ass and and the last time i had a garden they just they did not do well it was so sad that sucks it every year we have a different uh fail crop it seems like yeah like, and it's um, so heartbreaking yeah it is our first year that we lived here that we moved in we planted the peach tree and it was a mature peach tree so we got peaches and they're the best damn peaches i've ever tasted hell yeah but every year since then it's like oh here's a fungus oh here's a moth that crawled into it. oh, oh here's doesn't a, that it drive rained you nuts one year I learned, oh, um, I guess I'm going to have to go out with a brush and pollinate the blooms myself because although there were a bunch of flowers, we didn't get any peaches. Oh, my gosh. So How mild. It's like and, and I can I just, like totally pr- like see you out there pollinating just to say. Yes. Now I get the kids to do it, which is nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you got to put your kids to, you know, to... to you know. Yeah, they're human resources. That's right. <laughs> they're, better, they're, they're, they're good for things other than just clips. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, cheap labor. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I but mean, they learn I mean, so much. Yeah, I was gonna. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Where Where is the? Uh, I gotta. I gotta play the. Uh, where is it? The. Uh, there's. A, there's a shut up slave somewhere. I've got. I know I've got it on here somewhere. Well, uh, what I do have. Shame and I th- on you. Okay, I think we need to play a voicemail because we do have a voicemail. Well, before we play the voicemail, I wanted to say that the the big thing that we are searching for right now. Up, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> the the thing I'm trying to find right now um, at our farmer's market is some cabbage because I really need to make a new batch of sauerkraut. And I told mm. one boy I would teach him how to do it. Well, yeah, we're we yeah the, we um, yeah we're also uh, we also got a lot of canning supplies now. So. Well, that's that's part nice. of you know I have to have my canning supplies in order to do the sauerkraut because I had to have my crock. Mm-hmm. in order to ferment it and then i had to have the jars in order to put it in and process it so we can put it in the cabinet yeah that's right and so yeah now we've got all that stuff and so um yeah and i, I had to buy a butane burner and and, and all that yeah, stuff. we have a glass top stove and you cannot can especially pressure can on a glass top you'll bust it because of the heat so i had i made him get me a butane burner and like six cans of butane so that i can do this when we finally get the cabbage yeah, well, that's that's a ways to go, but uh, yeah. So, uh, should I go ahead and play the voicemail? Well, I guess we could. Yeah, alrighty. I think I know who I think I know who the voicemail is from. Uh, well, let's find out yeah, together. Let's find out together, shall we? Uh, I think so. Yeah, and I think there's some potential show titles in this uh, in this transcript too. So. Oh boy, Google Transcript said it again. Oh boy, you're listening to the Lotus Effect with Phone Boy. 
It's not playing. I can't hear the. I can't hear the clip. Hold on, let's. It's oh, I heard it. To. Oh, you heard it? Okay, let me. Yeah, it started okay. to. Oh, yeah, I didn't hear. It. I, I know why I didn't hear it because. Uh, yeah, let me, let me start it over again here uh, because I couldn't hear it. See, I know, I, I know we were why. doing. We were doing so good. Like things were actually flowing along like a professional show, and then here comes this shit. <laughs> All right, let me try. I, I know why. I, I know Fletcher why I could be. I know why I couldn't hear it. So let's. Wait, wait. Was that the Fletcher wannabe clip from yeah. JCT? Fletcher wannabe. Have I got your attention now? <laughs> That's He's money. So good. Yeah. 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 Attention. Do I have your attention? Interest. Are you interested? I know you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Do you know uh, how bad you sound? Yes, I know Thank exactly. You, Sir Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Use me against me. I love it. All right. Uh, All right. That's the sign of a true podcaster. That's the sign of a true podcaster. Okay, let me play this voicemail cuz let's let's play this. Oh boy. You're listening to The Lotus Effect with Bone Boy and Phoenix, guest starring Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, Comrade Christopher Battlefigure uh, just was driving, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, yeah, you guys are doing a show. So I figured I'd call in real quick. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I think, it, yeah, you guys, like, met up, right? I think at the at the... At the Wolf Pack House, I believe. So, uh, That's right. what was what was like the initial first thing, like when you guys saw each other? Because uh, it's been a long time, but but when you see somebody interact with somebody online, and then you see them for the first time, you know, kind of like what was the first thing that stood out? Was it like height or weight or voice or something like that? Which voice probably wouldn't be too much since you guys are all podcasting and whatnot. But what was the what was that first initial like reaction sort of thing? Um, Anyway, so yeah, we'll we'll go with that. We'll just call it there. Make it make it plain and simple. Uh, all right, we that be that. Love you guys. Stay dangerous. And as they say on the left coast, but they should have said on every coast, and not even even if you're not on the coast. Ka-ka! <laughs> we love Christopher Battles. Oh, we oh, we love him to death. Okay, so no let, let's. So let's. I, I think we should let our guests answer that question first. Actually, well, okay, I get okay, but I gotta read the, the Google Voice. Just had a fucking field day with this. So. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Let, let's see. I'm, I'm just gonna read it because it says, "Oh boy, you're listening to the Lotus Effect with Tomboy and Phoenix, guest starring Star Spencer and Damn Delorean." <laughs> nice. <laughs> Cuss her battle figure with driving. It all sounds like, oh yeah, you guys are doing a shovel. So, so forgot to call real quick. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. What was the initial first thing? It's been a long time, but when you see somebody interact with somebody online, and then you came, then you came for the first time, you know, kind of like, what was the first thing? (laughs) (laughs) You came for the first time. I think, I think, came for the first time might be a potential show title. She is, she is stoned. Came for the first time. Google transcript for the win tonight. Oh, man. I know. Uh, yeah, Star Spencer and Damn DeLorean. <laughs> you know that Damn DeLorean. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, Christopher Battles. Yeah, stay when, dangerous, uh, even if you're not on my Coast Guard. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we need Mr. Christopher Battles in our life, because he gives great transcript. I got it. I'm going to have fun with the show titles for this for this show. Um, okay. Yeah. You're going to have battles. a So when I first uh, actually made eye contact with Phone Boy at Phoenix, 
It was moments after my fucking dog killed two of our chickens in the garage. <laughs> this dude comes flying up the fucking stairs like his ass is on fire in a mustache kitchen. Just pissed like a wet dog because his dog done got a hold of them chickens. He was fixing to whoop the shit out of somebody or something. <laughs> I, was, I had fucking murder in my eyes, bro, coming up the stairs. And then I was like... Oh, and they're here. And I was like, hey, hi. But I couldn't really say shit. Because I had a dog's ass to kick and two dead chickens to get rid of. Oh, my God. So, okay, from our perspective, <laughs> we've talked about this so many times. I can't even remember. This fucking we were like, oh, my God. We felt shit so shit. bad for you guys at that like very moment. Because like, there's, there's this big like you know lead up of days and weeks like we're finally gonna meet him this is like really happening and then poor sir spencer just has like the worst shit happen the first impression is like flying up the stairs pissed off <laughs> which is very undude like yeah it's very undude no that is life happening is what that is yeah, yeah. well the dude you know the dude abides though i mean that, that was yeah that was, i mean yeah seriously like that was yeah i mean we knew what was going on we're just kind of like all right i'm sure i'm sure because and also you were working i think you were working on something too and like that happened and yeah, i was I can, in a work meeting oh yeah. oh yeah you were and and i can't tell you you know the number of times that's happened to me over the years and so i i saw what was going on i'm like I'll give him a, I'll, you know, I'll give him a mulligan because because this is because yeah, <laughs> try to, number two, yeah. yeah. So you know, and but, believe me, there was absolutely no judgment on that because we thought it was just hilarious. Like, well, it's nice to know we're not the only ones who have shit go tits up at a moment's notice. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my. Yeah. I mean, it's seriously, like it was. Yeah. It's it was. There, you could tell. I mean. When we when we were there, you could tell the love that was in that house. It oh was, dear God, yes, yeah, the was, energy was amazing. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's just it was, it, and, and it's like this is the, these are people that need to be in our lives. I mean, and you know, and that there's, you know, it, it's just it's just it's. I mean, you folks are so beautiful. I mean, Truly. I, I, I can't even, you know, it's when when I saw you guys, I'm like, yeah, you guys are everything that we knew when, you know, from, from afar and then some, it was, just, it's, it's, it's hard to convey that in a, you know, in a, in an audio format like that. But when you're in the presence of the folks, you're you just get- so fucking real. Like there's no other way to put it. Like what you hear while you guys are making the sausage or doing the show or doing post, whatever, that's the same as you are in person and it's yeah. so beautiful because there's so many people who can just be all out fake you can be or say anything you want behind a computer screen or behind a microphone but when you're you know when you're face to face with someone and you know as as phone boy puts it you know your dick's on the table essentially i mean there's no hiding and i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> for christ's sake we sat naked and podcasted with y'all like if there's not any more raw realness in life I mean that's that's it right there. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and and that's it, you know, you let us stay in your home. I mean, it was. It was yeah. It, I mean, you you gave us a place to crash for the night. You you even fed us. That omelet was like second to none. Holy awesome. shit! Yeah. And see, that was before I got my own eggs going. Now I'll make it better. Omelet yeah. How's that working out? Yeah. Are are they giving you like? Have you had more than just I, like one or two? 
I pulled out 11 eggs from the uh, wow. nesting box today. Hell yeah. And granted, like, I don't, like, I could not gun to my head tell you when the last time it was checked, but earlier this the, week sometime. The kids went out yesterday morning, so they laid them in the afternoon or nighttime. How many do you have all together now, chicken-wise? There's eight. only eight of them. Oh, wow. So the younger ones must be starting to lay or something. Sounds yeah, about right. So. So, so they're starting to bow. Like the, the oh, curiosity yeah, they do is, the little squat thing. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, where you can pet them. <laughs> they, like they freeze when you go to pet them. They just uh-huh. like hunch down like, oh, my God, yeah. what are you doing? I used to crack me up when mine did that. <laughs> I've never under and it's actually helpful. Like if one of the little shits gets out, because like if yep. you can get yep. close enough where you can touch them, they'll just freeze. Like oh shit! You get caught. your hand up over them and like wave it, like yeah. blah, 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 and they just like do the little squat thing. Like yeah, they're, they're just like. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So Dame Delorean, what was your first impression? Because you were the one who answered the door when we arrived that day. Oh man, you guys are exactly as I imagined and knew. Because I had watched your cooking show and Phone oh, Boy right. has oh, always. My God. Posted his uh, running photos, you know. I totally I, forgot about the fact I was that I had done the cooking show. Totally infatuated with Phoenix's wild style and your pigtails. Oh, I was like, hell yeah! These well, are some I, cool motherfuckers. I have to say that the <laughs> pigtails were truly inspired by you because I had told Phone Boy that, like, the shirt that I was wearing when I saw it, I immediately saw myself in a pair of pigtails, like, and you were the first person who popped in my mind, like, this is something that she would wear. <laughs> Just, like, that's the vibe that I got. So when I found that shirt, I was like, I have to buy this shirt simply because I'm going <laughs> to meet her and this is what I want to be wearing. And honestly, it was it was wild because, the like, I was I was kind of geeking out because I was like, this is this is Dame DeLorean and Sir Spencer, for God's sake. They're, they're, I, I, yeah, I fangirled a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, well, well, so did I. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm, it's, it's the Mutual Admiration Club or something, you know. Something like that. Just a couple guys Value over for here. value. Yeah. Right. And I, I was truly amazed at how, how tiny... <laughs> Lorian really is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I can't lie. Like, I even told Phone Boy the other day, I was giggling. I said, when I when I first saw her, my first thought was, I want to pick her up and put her on my hip. <laughs> and that's the mom in me, I swear to God. Is like, your mother home? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what resounds in my head is the story you guys told about that guy that you met, and he was like, look at the tits on this eight-year-old. Oh, that yeah, story that resounds in my home. head. <laughs> That was Doug Stanhope who said that to her. Oh my God. Yeah, that story is Fucking stuck with me. It. That's so hilarious. Killer, man. Yeah, it murdered me. I had, I was speechless. I was like, damn, <laughs> right? she just got roasted I right did. here in real life, dude. But I laughed so hard I cried. So it was okay. Right? <laughs> oh, it was fucking hilarious. But I was uh, like, I, I, I have to say, your, your porn stash blew me away, Spencer. It really mm. did. I couldn't believe it was as <laughs> as amazing as it looks in the pictures. So I was like <gasps> staring at it like holy shit. <laughs> Everybody gets obsessed with the mustache. I don't understand. Well, I can't part with it now cuz it's, it's like It's so awesome. It's like my son grew a full beard and he looked so amazing and then he shaved it off and I'm still like are you going to grow it back? Cuz oh, it looks so good. Like there's yeah. certain people who look good with facial hair. Like Phone Boys started this new thing if you've seen any pictures of him and I'm sure y'all have. Where he's got this like mustache goat with some chin beard going on. I don't know what the <laughs> hell to call it. 
other than older man distinguished. <laughs> and it looks amazing. I mean, I, I dig facial hair. What can I say? Yeah. Well, and for me, I mean, it's 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 weird because I throughout most of my life I've, I didn't really I mean I, I, I when I was 18 and I could just kind of let all my hair grow and it you know and it, it just did not do well and and uh, you know and I think maybe in 2011 I tried to grow hair briefly and it didn't and I just it didn't feel right with it and now it's like yeah okay I feel I feel good about it I mean it's you know there, there's so many changes that have happened in my life this year um, you know I, I mean I, I you know, Phoenix and I'll be sitting out on the on the you know the patio, uh, smoking the 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 the, the, the green goodness, and and, uh, and <laughs> he plays with his facial hair more than most dudes play <clears throat> with their dick. I'm just gonna say he can't keep his hands off his facial hair. Mm. That's common though. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I wouldn't gotta, know. I gotta, scra- gotta, I gotta scratch my it. chin. Yeah, it's gotta scratch my. You gotta chin. fuck with it. You gotta move it with your tongue. You gotta chew on it. All that kind of thing. That yeah. that explains so much the the chewing on it thing. He's constantly lifting this mm-hmm. fucking uh, soul patch up and chewing on it like a fucking billy goat. Well, mm-hmm. you know, but you know what it, what it does is it keeps it trimmed. I mean, seriously, <laughs> you're literally uh, chewing your fucking facial hair to trim I always it. I do a little slurp to kind of clear out, you know, like in the water. Because when you got a cup and you're drinking the water, you know, it just like catches water in there. Well, or or. or Oh, you, you know, there are, so, there are certain things that one should not uh, even enter on a podcast. So. Shut up, Because where my head went when he oh, said no. slurping it, I'm not going to say where my head went. It went slurping it through a mustache is something everybody should try at least yeah. one time. Well, there's, a, there's, a re- there's a reason they refer to them as mustache rides. I was literally <laughs> just thinking, free mustache rides, get to mustache rides. You don't know if you like being slurped through a mustache until you've been slurped through a mustache. Just, all no all way I'm to saying tell. is, like do you ever feel like ham, a, gra- you know? a glazed donut? Just give it a shot. It might not be for you, but how are you going to know? <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yeah, it's, like, yeah it's, it's just there's just a lot of things that we've that you know. It, it's funny, and, and I've always taken the attitude with, with it because I realized that there's certain things I didn't like, not necessarily because I didn't like them, but because I didn't like who I was doing them with, and so I, I've kind of decided that with everything that's going on and and because yeah i mean if i'm starting over at this age it's like okay let's i i'm willing to try things that maybe i didn't like before just to see if i i still don't uh you know still i still don't like them because i figure maybe now the you know reason why i didn't like certain things had nothing to do with uh, what it was but who i was with when i was doing it and so i'm trying to do a lot of stuff that yeah and, and it's and it's and and yeah and i'm just i'm kind of rediscovering things that i thought that i used to not think were were great or whatever and, it, and yeah the, the the company you keep has a lot to uh you know to do with how much you enjoy stuff i think i think that's really true so for the two of you uh we were wondering um what's your what's your poison what's what's your liquor what's your go-to mm. <laughs> for me um, well, I'm pregnant, so I haven't really drank. Re- I've had a glass of like red wine, right. and I do like a like a dry Merlot. <laughs> but um, when I'm not pregnant, my go-to is always a Tank Seven <laughs> or a whiskey. Nice. Like, man, the Tank Seven Kansas City uh, beer. I'm trying to think of the word. What type of beer? Saison. 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. So good. And it's like a, it's twelve percent, so it's just like I think it's quite that high, but it's pretty high up there. Eight percent? 
Well, either I mean, well, yeah, I mean, trust me, I love stronger beers, and yeah, I you don't, like you don't need, ten. yeah, uh, if you get, you're but getting up that high and you get a couple of those, yeah, that those will fuck you up in a six yeah. ways from Sunday. And they sell yeah. some of those, like they have a hella selection at the liquor store we have here of those, you know, higher higher percentage brews. They're pretty awesome. They're also pretty damn uh, pricey, but you know, again, that's a get what you pay for thing. Oh, Eight yeah. and a half percent. Eight and a half. I looked that it up. Sounds closer, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's like so, what I miss. So what about you, Sir Spencer? What's your poison? Well, the poison I can reach from my seat is a bottle of Basil Hayden, which um, is a really good Kentucky whiskey. Oh, it's one of the, breaking uh, out some of the Kentucky. It's one of the uh, Jim Beam brands. Oh, okay, I got you. That makes sense. And some of, uh, I don't know, somebody introduced this to me. Uh, the first SEC game that I uh, um, that they had in Columbia, like when Mizzou first joined the SEC, and I yeah, really I forgot understand. Mizzou's in the SEC now. Everybody like jumped up and down about like, ooh, we're going to the SEC, we're going to the SEC, and I was like, I didn't really fucking understand what that meant at all. And then the first home game after they joined the SEC was uh, Georgia, and I'm talking about like the night that that thursday night motherfuckers started arriving for the game from oh, yeah. georgia oh yeah and we were like what in the fuck like nobody ever came for any ku shit or whatever you know what i mean like there wasn't no fucking away team coming to town shit in any of the Welcome years to I the lived sec there. and then all of a sudden it's just like fucking there's more georgia fans than mizzou fans just about and i'm like Holy fuck, this is incredible. You should and see I the fucking a- Crimson Tide when we play Alabama. Jesus Christ, it's nauseating. And I don't know what UT was thinking like one year. They literally invited Nick Saban to come and fucking speak. There were fans boycotting. I think it was back when Fulmer was still coaching. And I saw that shit on a billboard and I was just like, what? That's like inviting the fucking fox into the hen house. Have you lost your mind? I was so offended. I didn't understand until I saw this wave sea of people, man. And I was like, oh, shit. These people travel for away games like madness. Yeah. And I worked in the, like... getting that education now. One of, like, two or three bars in town that wasn't, like, the Tiger Bar, you know? So they were all mobbed up deep in my bar and spending, like... They were, like, putting $100 bills down on the bar and then, like, tipping you, like, several $2 bills. There was, like... I don't know. It was just like this culture that I had never experienced before. It was yeah, like, SEC wow, fans these guys are t- like none other. These guys came to like be loud and spend money. Football is a like, way of life in the shit. South. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, well, I got I yeah. This is having moved from the left coast, right? And and I and I, I made the observation years ago because I because during my uh, so as a, as some some background, my uh, so my not soon enough ex is was a military brat. She was born in Alabama, but and so she consequent and, and you know as a military brat you move around, but she did spend a bunch of time in Alabama, and so she had uh, you know she and you know, she she went to high school in in, in Alabama and has friends from from alabama so and and she's still in contact with them presumably and and you know during the during the marriage yeah we went to go visit them and you know and the you know and the uh you know she she lived in like i'm trying to remember where her friend lived but it was uh but uh we we also was i think she also lived in florida at some point and so we kind of so yeah came to the south a lot uh, over the last 20 years plus i've come for for business and that kind of thing so uh and and, and one of the and, and i remember one year 
that uh, this is actually the year my dad had passed away. Um, we, we, we did it. We actually like the, the on the flight out to uh, to wherever I think we had flown into Montgomery or, or you know, or Birmingham or whatever. And and and, uh, and ultimately, um, yeah, we had uh, um, the, 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 the family vacation was like in rural, like in, you know, like in northern Alabama. And you, and you go through some of these, the, you know, you go through more, ta- you, you pass more churches than towns kind of thing. Right. Um, and, and I made the observation years ago that th- there are two things that are that are that they take seriously in the South football and Jesus. And and, you know, <laughs> and as I'm, you know, that's kind of funny. So so tonight we were, you know, I was watching the Vols um, and uh, and it, it's, it's funny because. Because I, so my, I realize I'm jumping around here. So, so I went, so I went to a West Coast school that actually killed their football program. And so I didn't, so I didn't, so I went to Santa Clara that, yeah, they killed the, you know, like in 92 or something, they killed their football program. And, and uh, when the NCAA changed the rules or something. And so, um, so I never really got into college football as a result of that. And so, um, and, you know, my uh, not soon enough X was uh, University of Washington. Uh, you know, I don't think she, she didn't really watch, she was not, uh, she didn't rep her team or whatever. And so there, college football was never a thing. And so, yeah. Coming to the South, I knew I'm like, all right, I better be, you know, I got, I got to rep the team, I got to do all the things, and, and we were watching the game tonight. It's, just, it's, and yeah, when you see these games, right, it's, it, and you're, and you're not used to the culture, it's, it's something else, right? It, there's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a thing, right? And so, I'm actually kind of looking forward to experiencing that because I, because one sport I have loved forever is, 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 is football, right? It's, it's been a sport now. And I'm granted, I'm, I, I'm probably more comfortable rooting for the 49ers here in Tennessee than I was in. Washington State, where the where the Seahawks were, which is a division rival. Although there's a there is a big uh, 49ers club in in the Seattle area, but, uh, but sea chickens, yeah, the the Seacocks, you know, that's another another name uh, or Sheacocks, <laughs> you know. Uh, but anyway, we're it, it is. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we it, it's but it, it's definitely a different uh, sort of religion out here, and I and I'm I'm looking forward to enjoying you know basking in the football in the South, right, and, and enjoying it and, and everything, and it's and, and yeah, just wait until there's an actual game that we're watching like on a big screen. And uh, and they're and they're playing the, somebody other than Ball State who oh my god who sucked. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying when we play Alabama and or Florida, I hope the neighbors. Uh, <clears throat> have earplugs because yeah. I'm I'm going off like I'm I'm tripping if they're calling a shit game because the refs are on the take on almost every Alabama game I've ever watched. Oh, but anyway, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that, it's just oh boy. I mean, yeah. So I and and I again <coughs> like our. It's funny because the the my my wife's best friend at the time was married to somebody who went to Auburn. And, uh, you know, she was she was more rooting for Alabama, although she didn't she, when she was married to this person, she did not uh, she did not dare root for Alabama. The day <coughs> Auburn beat, I, I think it was Auburn. It was, yeah, it was, I, it was either. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The day Auburn beat Alabama and ran that motherfucker back for a 96 yard touchdown and all those Alabama fans and fucking saving himself with his dick in his hand and his mouth wide open catching flies it was i I was an auburn fan for 24 hours it was beautiful (laughs) yeah exactly but it's just yeah so it and it is so and and i and i think i made the observation you know not too long ago around here i'm like i'm not sure which one people take more seriously during football season 
you know, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's it, it's you know, you, you you go to the church of the NCAA on Saturday, and you go to the church of you know Jesus Christ on uh, on Sunday. And yeah, don't forget uh, the worship service on Friday night. Oh, well, your local and there high goes school. your whole weekend, man. That's right. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Is football is a way of life in the South? So we have a couple more weed related questions that we wanted to ask you guys. We're going to kind of you know rapid fire these because you know we've <laughs> we've been spitting for a few hours and whatnot, and we know y'all got you know crotch goblins to attend to in the morning and what have you yeah exactly so yeah definitely yeah so um you, you know just a, yeah just a couple of questions so in your experience does the method of uh you know the, the the method that you consume the holy herb does it make a difference in what it does or or how you uh you know or i mean i guess it depends on the context but i mean does it mm. does it does it make a difference right if you're it, like because there's some people that are not going to want to smoke it or you know they or, or maybe they'll vape it instead right or they yeah or they uh or they eat it or something like that does it does it make a difference really there's a huge difference between smoking and eating it for sure and uh, not only just like in an effect, but chemically, like how your body processes it and breaks it down and what uh, actually makes you high. But yeah, I I would say I, there's no such thing for me as like being able to smoke too much, but you can definitely eat too much and it gets on top of you in like a wild way in like a uh, kind of, I don't know, like let me off the fucking merry-go-round type of way, you know? Like, it's kind of like the story of when I ate that 50 milligram edible on an empty stomach. Or the or the story that, so I, so, okay, my, uh, my not soon enough ex had, um, I, I had flown her and her friend out to my mom's house to clean it out after she'd passed away. And apparently the neighbors had given her an edible. Now, now my, my not soon enough ex is, um, it been it probably been a while since she'd had anything like that. Uh, she she's not uh, uh, it's not something she has often, but she's had it in the past or whatever. So she knew to be careful with it. Well, uh, that edible caused her to miss her flight. Have to call me and go. Can you rebook my flight? Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that that's kind of funny. Uh, I've I've so yeah. You got to be careful with edibles. Uh, you know, especially if somebody, yeah, no uh, you know, hands you a brownie or something. So, yeah, um, you got to be careful. But um, I, so I think I know you guys track the laws and stuff. And, we and, and I, and, you know, there's things like the hemp bill or something. That's the reason why you can go to a vape shop and and get, you know, something that is, uh, you know, I was at 0.3 percent THC or something. But it's, I think so. Yeah. Um, but. You know, and 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 I know, and I kind of know your answer to this question, but I think it's I think it's important for folks. It's like, you know, what what laws need to change uh, to to make it so that it's not, you know, I don't know, or what? It, you know, I mean, whether it's a law or you know, I, you know, or other you know, or other change. So other than that, blanket like fifty state legalization. Well, we were just kind of talking about this earlier, actually, and. Uh, you know, everybody talks about legalize or what's the best framework or how do we do licensure or like what the fucking age should be. And in my opinion, the pot should just be taken out of the law. It should be like decoupled from the law. It should be like delegalized. It should be not addressed at all. Like just shut the fuck up about it in the law. Like I think the word should not even address marijuana in any way. Well, okay. I don't think there should be a single law about it or around it. Do you do you not think though that maybe there should be some legalization as far as age wise, like with tobacco no. products? No, I don't. 
Yeah, and my even in my own experience, I mean, granted, I had it at you know six, seven years old. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I would necessarily give it to my kid. You know, I, I, you know, I didn't. But that's give the problem. If you literally don't spell it out for people, you've got stupid people like the fucking Tide Pod eaters, who here's what I are going to make that argument like, oh. You know, there's nothing that says I can't give it to my five-year-old. It's like a other than fucking common sense. Sure, but you know the the laws aren't preventing people right now from doing anything necessarily, and nobody gives their kid weed. Uh, who's responsible? And the people That's that true. are that irresponsible uh, still can do that right now. The thing I'm saying with uh, get it out of the laws is like a law implies that there's this punishment and there's these people out there looking for whoever's doing it and there's this there's all these things that come along with laws that are unintended consequences of the laws and so i think that there's ways society can address these abuses and harms that are possible and potential outside of this legal framework where the incentives are wrong the moral hazard is far too great for enforcement uh, especially when you dip into civil asset forfeiture and people can take all of your fucking money and shit uh, just by alleging that your money is involved in a crime yeah, rather than uh, and then in civil court they, can, they you know they only have to prove it is likely to have involved in a crime like you know in criminal court you have to prove your case beyond a reasonable doubt in civil court you it's only have squishy. to prove that your case is more likely than it not being true you right. basically like have to prove 50.1 percent probability of the truth yeah whereas in divorce court all you have to uh, all you have to prove is that you have a penis and make the money and, <laughs> and then you get fucked that's the truth oh uh, yeah that's what i heard man i was I'd... considering getting him a 50 gallon drum of ky for his birthday with the way this thing's been going so you just get fucked in the butt that's exactly it somebody iso that please dear god that is nice. Yep, that's nice. <laughs> okay, well, you realize you realize I now have I've, I'm going to write down that I got to write down that time code because it's because I've got a because yeah. There. So while while he's doing all the technical shit, I can ask um, e- each of you what's your favorite strain? My favorite strain is actually no shit the same thing Adam said the last time somebody asked him and I can't remember the context now but Jack Hare. Because he said it funny, and then he corrected himself later. He he yeah, he got it. He caught it. <laughs> he caught it. He caught himself. Right. Jack yeah. Harry is a great strain. I, I kind of thought that was going to be your answer because I know you've talked about Jack Harry before yeah, and how much you like it. Granddaddy Perp, I also have like a very high respect for, as well as Sour Dees. Yeah. yeah. Um. Those are kind of like the ones that I love the most that I've had like. Um. I don't know, some of the finest joints I've ever smoked have been rolled up in that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. What about you, Lorian? One of my favorites has the dumbest fucking name, but it's a, it's a baby of Granddaddy Perp, I think, and it's called Jaeger. That's and, kind of a cool name. Yeah, I believe it came out of Washington, um, but I had that, and oh, man, that was a great one for me. I still but, say the orange heroina that I've gotten out of Colorado that, like, the first hit off of it tastes just like a nice citrus candy. Yeah, that was that's some good stuff. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that, I, I don't know enough about to know what my favorite strain is, but... Uh, Your favorite strain is whatever the fuck I pack in the bong bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> Man knows what side his bread is buttered on, despite the fact he doesn't eat bread. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I got I got to ask because I know you guys have done a bunch of research on. It. I think this is probably the last question because because yeah we you know we're pr- we're pretty pro four twenty here even though it's not our um, you know it's 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 not you know we don't cover it the way that you guys do but but you know in terms of you know in, in terms of the larger mission of you know of achieving a higher consciousness in a sense I mean it, it, like we you know we we are definitely uh, all about the uh, you know all about the four twenty but um, so the have you seen any downsides to to consuming the holy herb or if you read anything that's i mean not that's bullshit but stuff that's like you know that stuff that's like yeah maybe you shouldn't do it if you x whatever that is i was gonna say the only downsides i've seen are side effects of prohibition people smoking out of aluminum cans and passing out people getting these vape cartridges that may have butane left over in it and stuff like that and then having problems down the line that's not related to the weed but as far as the weed itself, you haven't noticed anything that's actually problematic. It's just, you know, it plays stupid games, win stupid prizes, as we say. Yeah, essentially, you know. I mean, uh, I put it on the level of potential for overdoing it on the same as, like, uh, coffee, you know. Yeah, it's like anything. Think, it's like anything, yeah. There's, like, a few things. There's, like, a few times in uh where I've overdone it on coffee and where then you're like, what happens when you overdo it on coffee is you get a little bit jittery and you're kind of like, Oh shit, I'm going to be riding this wave for a little while, you know? And then you got like three hours of like just keeping it on the rails, you know? Cause you're like high speed train with weed. When you smoke a uh, finger wag too much, it's, it's not the same. It's not like a, an upper, you know, but, um, the very peak of the peak is kind of just like, wow, I'm in this for a fucking couple, couple three hours maybe. But then you know, but you go about your you yeah. go about your business, you know. Like, uh, weed has never gotten in the way of like what I'm trying to do, like, uh, like, like uh, alcohol can and does, right? Know? So you've never like smoked like an indica and then been like. Fuck! I got shit to do, but I just can't get my ass up off this couch. No, I've never, I've never done a cant off of weed. No, well, that's cool. What's There's times where I was like, I won't do this. Fuck this. But well, that's clarity. Know. Like, <laughs> yeah, just realize I don't want to do something. That's a little different. But what's your no, thoughts on ever... what Oregon's got going on with just like fucking going across the boards? Like, fuck it, do whatever you want. That's like how it should be. I don't. I think all these licensor systems are inherently uh, gameable and invite a new kind of cartel into play. Yep. I think that all these taxes are too high where they're assessed and they become slush funds and other kind of moral hazards and corruption occur you know, in their wake. Even though all of this shit is intended for good, all of it is made with the, you know, with goodness in mind. But once you get money jamming into government coffers it doesn't stay good it tends to corrupt over time so you know why don't we just stop arresting people and throwing them in jail over the shit stop running around uh counting how much who has where but i mean like a nonsense you know like who who gives a shit if you have six plants or 12 plants or 25 plants or whatever 
but what's the point? I mean, and granted, I, I don't have an issue with it. It's just a curiosity that, that you know, I've, I've been wanting to ask you guys, like, what's the point in shit like cocaine and, you know, things like that, that you literally can overdose and fucking die? What's the point of that shit being legal? I mean... What's the point of gasoline being legal that I can drink <laughs> and get high and then kill myself if oh, I drink too much? Again, what's the point of alcohol? Pots. What's the point of... uh you know, it's like, there are things that can happen that are bad. You know, what's the point of guns being our uh, protected constitutional right when you can shoot yourself and others with them? See, uh, I don't because, disagree with any of that. Just for the record, I just yeah. wanted to ask the question. Like, I, no, I, don't, sure. I don't want it to seem like I have an issue with, like, I, I'm, I'm a really live and let live kind of person where, sure. you know, I, I've indulged in, in, you know, several different things you know lsd weed whatever i've never done coke um i don't know if i ever would simply because it is just you know there's such a fine line between great fucking high and fucking punching your ticket ultimately and and i think that's one of the big fears that centers around you know things like that and you know, especially in the P&W, I mean, there's a lot of, there's just a lot of, you know, homelessness and degradation and, and poverty. And then you turn around and you just let all drugs, you know, be legal. Like, oh, you want to do meth? Here you go. You want some coke? Have a bump. You know, it, it it's concerning. It is basically... Yeah, but what you changes? Know. What changes about the landscape, and why does it go to homelessness? Like, are homeless people the only people doing drugs? No, no obviously not. Are the I mean, only look people back that, in the eighties, when the homeless people are the only people that are getting arrested for doing drugs. The homeless right. people and the regular people, and typically right, people who get know, snitched money. on by their friends and family. And right, so, money can the buy legal you system anything. doesn't help pull anybody out of the things that you're saying. Like, what if you know the the legal system is not a safety net? It doesn't stand in the way of us and getting hurt it stands in the way of anybody getting better is the problem and so although these are well intended and people say well yeah but this is the reason the reason isn't accomplished by the war on drugs and the reason isn't accomplished by prohibition so it's a do total you think failure. That, but do you think that by full legalization of whatever substance that it's going to improve the the threshold for getting help i mean no we, i think that removing that prohibition I think removing prohibition does. So if you have a legal market, then you're saying, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to define what that market is. I'm going to say you can get a license and you can get a license and, and everyone opens a cocaine store because there's this big cocaine boom, right? That's a legal market where we're going to actually legalize and regulate and we'll look at your ID or whatever. If you just in the cocaine laws, okay, nobody's going to allow a cocaine store to go up. That's not going to happen. No, obviously Society not. is not going to have cocaine at the gas station and like oh we're not allowed to do anything about it uh yeah you fucking are and people be up in arms about that and can, can you picture uh, that like yo man you got coke uh the dust or the drink you tend to find among all drugs and you can look at portugal as a good example that among all drugs when we just simply stop locking people up in prison over it or giving them tickets or fines or sending people out to it's like it's okay. You can relax. You can keep your nose out of that business because any kind of uh, long arm of the law approach to solving that actually makes the whole situation worse. 
okay, in every but, way that it's been tried. But let me ask you this, okay? Uh, again, you know, just for argument's sake, let's say that, you know, we go full, you know, full spectrum legal on everything. Arguably, what does that do to the crime rate? What does it do? I think it uh, makes it disappear. It's not a crime anymore. And the crime is not necessarily associated no, I mean, with drug use. I mean, yeah. It is in, now okay, because it's prohibited. Get, yeah. Well, no, not even. Let's, okay, we're going full legal. Let's say, you know, you can get your, you can get your joints at the fucking Shell station. You know, you can get your Coke at the local A&P. I mean, I don't know. Let's just go fucking plaid. You know, we legalize it all the way across the board, all drugs. Okay. Meth, Coke, crank, you name it. Okay. It's, it's all legal. Okay. Well, you're still going to have to have money to purchase that. Well, if you don't have any money, well, how are you going to get money? Well, you're going to beg, borrow, and steal. So ultimately, is it the only way to get money in the legal? So, like, once no, we legalize not, drugs, but when you then the only way about, to get money is to, to beg, borrow, or steal. Like, again, it's this association with poverty, with homelessness, with criminal activity, and with drug use. Which, if you study it and correlate it. That's not the case. Rich people do drugs; they just don't get arrested for it. Well, nobody's and saying I'm talking that rich about people a... don't do drugs, but we're saying rich people aren't necessarily the first people you think of when you think of the guy that broke into your house and stole your shit to pawn it so that he could buy that fucking, you know, yeah, that. And this guy breaking into your house, this guy breaking into your house, that's illegal. But it's not illegal because he's doing drugs, and he's not doing that. Because no, but he's it's doing sec- drugs. It- he's doing that because he's a criminal. And so there yes is and no. there if are non criminal drug users drugs, and criminal drug users. But if he didn't have the addiction to drugs, would he still be breaking in your house to get the shit to to uh, to fence so that he could afford that bump of heroin? About what? So it does like a narrow case of one guy who's so hooked that he's Breaking in and robbing, like... But it's not just one guy. I mean, if you... And believe me, I don't watch it and I don't believe it, but, you know, if if you watch and believe what the M5M is trying to sell you, you know, everybody out there that commits a crime is either hopped sure. up well, on I mean, something you, or something If you believe like what that. the M5M used, then you're, right. like, already out, lost out of the scope <laughs> of this conversation. But. I, precisely, which is why I prefaced it with the fact that just because I'm bringing this up doesn't mean it's my personal view on it, because it's not. I would not have an issue with across-the-board legalization for many reasons, not the least of which is the fact that if you're getting it somewhere legally, and it actually leads into a question we had, which is, have you guys ever gotten any weed that was laced? Or no. anything else? Yeah. No, I've not, actually. Okay. Yeah, look at you mean, guys. Yeah, I mean, I I got some one time. Like, my kid got a hold of some, and uh, they found out after the fact, and it fucked me up pretty bad. I got pretty fucking sick off of it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that sucks, and that's a big part of like the risk you take on a black market and in prohibition. You know? Right, and and that was part. You of don't why have I was a way to check question. the supplier, and uh, you know, you don't have any way to really check in because all of those right. questions are like illegal. You know, <laughs> you right. can't well, be no, answering it or track it down. And that's why I was asking that question yeah. was because of the fact that you know, if, if we went you know full spectrum fifty legal on everything, there would probably be. I mean, you're still going to have the black market somewhere, because as we've there's talked no black about, market out of prohibition. See, this is the thing about what I'm talking about with legal is okay. 
you're talking about setting up a regulatory framework, and that is not what I'm advocating for, and I don't think that will actually help. I think that that might so- cause a lot of the unintended consequences that you're talking about. So we go from okay, prohibition that create- to a legal uh, framework, and then there are new unintended consequences that are just slightly different. It's not as bad. But I think it's doesn't- what we call a step in the right direction, but it doesn't solve all of the different problems because well- it incentivizes the business of it. To a to an inflationary degree, an unnatural high. Right, like but right if you now because of prohibition, right now because of demand goes to shit, and nobody's going to make any money off of it if everybody is able to do it. There will be a market equilibrium of how much money people are supposed to make off of it if you let the market decide. And so, you know, we can talk all these what ifs, and we can say, what if we go legal across the board? But then there's assumptions of what that means, and there's assumptions of like. Oh, well, people are going to go into business doing that, but a regulatory market would drive that because they're going to limit who can do it. And they're going to say, all right, the guys that are already making all the money, they get to do it. They get the licenses. They can advertise it. It's already what set the minimum fuck they're doing. Fees. Yeah, mean, they're going to set minimum fees show, for that's licenses. Exactly what's happening is they're picking and choosing who can have the licenses. It's, you know, who's grease and who's palm the heaviest. Mm-hmm. It's, well, they it's priced, completely corrupt. They they price the have-nots out from the beginning, and you know a lot of the a lot of the problems that exist with prohibition would continue to exist. And really, when you solve a lot of the problems, all you'd have to do is just stop arresting people for the shit, just for possession of the shit, just having the shit, just stop. Right. Because it doesn't solve anything. It doesn't solve the addiction part. It doesn't solve the guy who's so fucked he's breaking into your window. Yeah, because when you get uh, arrested the way, for that, the, it's not like they're going, the okay, here's you know, here's a bed for you at a rehab center so you can, you know, detox, clean up and oh yeah, by the way, while you're in there, you know, we're gonna we're gonna give you some retraining so you have a fighting chance to get a fucking job and ultimately a place to, you know, lay your head and wash your ass. That is the way it should be. It shouldn't be, oh, you're addicted to the substance because your life is a big pile of shit and there's nothing you can do about it because every fucking avenue you go down has nothing but a big ass roadblock sign that's not how you fix the problem by continually incarcerating these people because they're trying to forget for a couple of minutes that life butt fucked them royally mm-hmm. yeah okay let me let me let me I, th- I think i'll try and explain your position a little bit differently sir spencer because I, I think i tend to agree with it which is was the following so Things can be explicitly illegal, right? Which means it's you know it's against the law to, you know, you know, you know, do something, right? There, there is a. Then you could also have a have something written to say you are allowed to, right? So that's a that's a law that 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 says you can do something. What I think you're saying is. Don't have it in the laws at all, right? It's right, like, just, it's, right. It shouldn't have to be in the laws because it's a fucking plant. It's a fucking it plant. It shouldn't right. be regulated in any way, shape, or form. You should be able to literally fucking go out in your backyard like you can pick a tomato and grab a butt off a fucking plant and put it out in the sun to dry and then smoke the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. So it's, yeah, it should, it should need, it shouldn't, doesn't need to be explicitly legal. It just shouldn't be explicitly illegal. I know you, I know right. we just I, have, I wasn't we just, disagreeing, by the way. I, I, yeah. We were agreeing. We were just saying things in a different context. I get that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Take it off schedule one, for instance. I know you guys keep saying that. And I, by the yeah, way, I just agree. pull it out everywhere because, um, you know, like a, a lot of, we just overregulate everything. And, um, 
you know, people like to make this argument of like, oh, people will abuse it and people will be stupid with it, make stupid decisions with it. And it's like, yeah, they okay, do Okay, but now you can use too. alcohol as a prime example of that in that alcohol is actually much more dangerous than weed ever was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or ever will be. tried to ban it for uh, a while in the 30s and, or in the 20s and it didn't fucking work at all, you know? Like, yeah, and some yet of the it's taken violent- how long for us to get to where... You know, what is there, like 33 states that it's legal in? Something close to that, yeah. And I mean, again, it's just again, they're rolling to these regulatory frameworks. So it doesn't really eliminate penalties for certain things. There's The rules that you have to follow regarding it just change a little bit, you know. And they're relaxed and they're loosened, right. but they're still there. You still get fucking arrested just because you have too much of it now, you know. Yeah, it's it's fucking ridiculous the way the way that they use these loopholes. So, have you guys ever homegrown? No. Well, that was always simple. wanted to. <laughs> yeah, both both of my parents, um, you know, who divorced at a very early age, so they both independently uh, homegrew. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've heard it's pretty easy, but. Uh. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know when where 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 like, we I, I don't have that kind of time, you know. I'm running around doing all this other bullshit like Well, exactly. You know, it's kind it, of one of those like maybe someday, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, cuz you yeah, cuz you're out, you're out saving the universe there, you know, in in, in KC. I mean, seriously, uh, you got to do what you can do. Yeah, exactly. So, um yeah, so how do we end these things? <laughs> so it's been almost three hours. I mean, I love talking this to you guys. Oh, like, my God, yes. <laughs> this is what happens when friends get together and, and just start spitting in the mic at each other. Three hours goes by like two seconds. Yeah, it has been almost three hours. So, But, you know, for the recording anyway, we probably should figure out how to we i mean i don't i don't want to say how we you know that that, that that we're over this because we're clearly not i mean we could talk no to we had a great time talking yeah to for our sure friends. we appreciate you having us on too yeah it was an honor yeah I I mean, well, we appreciate you accepting the offer yeah i mean seriously though i mean when we when we were talking about doing this in, interview show because there's lots of people we because we, so we're we're going to be on no agenda uh we're going to be on after no agenda on uh, september 11th and so uh there was a lot of uh, motivation to because we to do. We're going to have a special guest in the studio um, because of the content that we're putting out on the 11th. So, because we had said we had to have you guys as our first guests, no matter what, we kind of had to, you know, we kind of realized that oh shit, you know, it's, I had it's to get coming her done. quickly. Yeah, it was, <laughs> time is just flying by. Like every day seems to go twice as fast as the day before. So. Mm-hmm. Trying to, and now you know. Ultimately, you know, we've got three shows, two jobs, and a cat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Three, three shows, two jobs, and a cat. That's a show title. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, ser- seriously, like, uh, yeah, it, it is, and yeah, and the cat is a little extra at times. Uh, but he pesters the hell out of oh, you guys. You will love this, right? And yes, Sir Bemrose, we are going full nine eleven, baby, on September eleventh. Yeah, well, until he, you hear yeah, the shit well, all we're I, all I gotta, do. All I gotta say is WTC said it won't go away. That's right. right. That's right. Nice. Yeah. So, nonetheless, yeah, it's it's been batshit because um, my cat has never purred, and Phone Boy made this cat purr. It's the most amazing. I'm like, how the? I'm like that. That's it. Like. 
you're you're the one. <laughs> you are the gatekeeper because that cat has never purred in the five years I've had him. Yeah, and he's currently sleeping on the bed behind us. But um, that that is, uh, you know, the, he, he yeah he he seems he's to, almost he, always in the studio when we are. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's an amazing. Uh, he's creature. our little mascot. Yeah. So. All right, I guess I have to end this show so that we can... Yeah, you know, we, we might let these fine folks, you know, actually get some sleep at some point. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, how do, we, uh, how do we end these things? I guess I should play the clip that, that does Maybe. it. Maybe. Jordan fades back, swoosh, and that's the game! Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out! You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.